Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another fantastic night of Fandom Access. I am your ever faithful host, AJ. Greetings and salutations. So, we have another exciting, long show for you peoples. We have the finale of Westworld, the last three episodes of Paper Girls. We have two episodes of The Sandman, two episodes of Lock and Key, and two episodes of American Horror Story. Stories. Stop. Oh, look, I have a co-host. Hi, AJ. How are you? Hello. Karen. Good. Busy night tonight. All kinds of stuff to talk about. Yes. Yep. And Jamie's here, too, now. I'm Holy crap. I'm to mute my thing. Are you okay if I rename your swear? I'm trying to figure out how to do that. One second. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I there we go. Wow. Sorry about that. I'm going to try and attempt to do all this at once. We're going to see how well it works. It's probably not going to, but we're going to, we're going to try. <laughs> okay. You're trying to talk to us and, and, like, monitor another thing at the same time, right? Yeah. So um, I'm trying to do, which is why this probably is not going to work, but we're going to find out. And I'm going to, thankfully, Sammy's right. helping me out. But um, if some certain people come on the red carpet here, I'm going to have to jump off to talk, and then I will come right back. <laughs> and hopefully All I right. will have the right thing muted at the right time. We'll see how much I screw it up. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, should we talk about Westworld first since it was the season finale, or do you guys want to pull that off? Works okay, for me. Okay. How would everybody like this episode? Jamie? Um, I liked parts of it, but I did not understand the point of what the hell was going on by the end of it. Because I don't <laughs> understand if it's the real world that she can control, like, the real world. Like, I thought at first it seemed like um, Hale put her back in the computer or whatever, or not the computer, but you know what I mean, the, the uh, sublime, but yet she somehow is, has a chance to control the real world, so I don't know. I was totally, totally lost with that. Did you understand the end of it? Yeah, I mean, so in the in the narration, Dolores says, you know, basically the host and the humans are both wiped out. Um, and she says, you know, all sentient life on Earth has become extinct. So I, I, everyone's dead. And if there were to be a season five, they can only exist in the sublime, I think. Even uh, the humans. The end, okay, that's what I kind of thought. Yeah. But I thought maybe I misunderstood it. Okay, I guess not. I, I think, but the humans, I mean, nobody can really exist. But because Dolores is like the creator, she could she could recreate the humans that she knew. Like Hale, like William, like I mean, who else is a human really that was of any interest well, in this? Anthony Hopkins, and he came back, right? Then I guess this is the answer because if they're in the sublime, they're either they're not human, and if they're out of it and they put them in robot bodies, then they're still not human. So that's the human race is gone. I don't know. They, yeah, they'd only be I'm like simulated. I can't, yeah. They ask questions, they record me. That's AJ, me. No, that's people in my background. I tell them on the podcast. And they... Oh, okay. Oh. Um, 
I mean, they would be a human or a host, but they would be simulations of a human or a host, right? Like, they would only be human in the sense that the simulation Dolores is running, they think they're a human. But nobody is, everybody's just programming, right? I mean, I, I think that's how it ends. That's my understanding of how it ends, right? AJ, is that your, that's how it ended, right? You want my interpretation of how it ended? This is stupid. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Um, I mean, is, is it like, I don't understand the point of it. It's like, and, and, and I'm sorry, I don't know who wrote this script for this finale. And, um, it just, and, and now if we don't have to hear it once, we heard it twice. There will be one more game and it will be the most dangerous game. Like who writes this shit? I mean, that was bad. <laughs> Joy like, and Nolan. Yeah. It's like. It, it, I'm sorry. That was just like what? What is their? I think I feel like they lost their way. I feel like they were told you have to do five seasons and come up with an answer, and they didn't know what to do themselves, so they were like, "Ah, screw it." I I I don't understand. Like, what is the point? If all the hosts and all the humans have been wiped off the face of the planet, who cares about the sublime? Because in the sublime, you can do whatever the hell you want because it's not real. The whole point of the sublime was for the host to, to be free and live their lives as they wanted, and Dolores shows up, and she creates Westworld again. And how is that being free if she's going to basically make everybody, like, re, like it, it just doesn't make any sense. I was enjoying everything up to that point. Like, you know, obviously I was like, what do you mean? You know, so, I mean, this whole time Dolores wasn't even real. She was in the, the Red City you know, controlling everything. Her 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 pearl was the city essentially, and everything yeah. around her was just shit. That, was just shit that she made up herself. So yeah, she wasn't I thought that alone. was interesting that Dolores wasn't actually a body; that she was like a, I don't know, like a manifestation or something. I don't know. I but it was not even that. Weird. It wasn't bad. I mean, it was weird. You know. I think that season, they're not ready to get for season five. As of two days ago, the create Lisa Joy said she told Deadline that she didn't know if they were going to be renewed or not. I think there's a really good shot they get canceled. We talk about this a bit. Um, I thought I had read the mar- where they already were renewed, but maybe I was wrong. I don't. They're not renewed. They're not yeah, renewed. Yeah, they were definitely not renewed yet. Um, and because of the merger, we talked about this last week the merger and all the cost cutting going on over at, um, you know, the new uh, corporation. And also, like, let's not forget how expensive the Game of Thrones prequel is over there at HBO, right? Like, they don't know if they're renewed yet and what's going to happen. So I think that, you know, there maybe was an effort made to make an episode that could be a season finale or a series finale, right? And, and I know a lot of people were satisfied with this, the way it works, that, look, if it never ends, if it, if it doesn't come back, I mean, none of us really care because we're a little down on the show, but also, like, fine. It end, the way it ended, I think we can all be satisfied with it as a season finale. I mean, somewhat satisfied. But I kind of think when you write a show that has to be either, it has to serve as both a series and a season finale, I think it's not good at being either, really, right? Like, it's not wholly satisfying. 
either way. It's fine either way, but it's not really totally satisfying either way. Yeah. I think. I don't know. Like, I think that's part of the – maybe part of the problem with it. Um, I, you know, the thing is, men in, yeah. the man in black during his little last diatribe there, you know, he wasn't necessarily wrong. I mean, he's you know, when he's talking to Hale, he's like, you know what? He's like, we're no different than the people who created us at this point, you know? He's like, what's the difference? And I'm sitting there going, you know what? He's not right. I mean, I don't agree with his plan of starting over. Um, that, you know, I feel like this whole thing defeats the purpose of everything. It's like there's nothing left but the sublime. There's no humans. There's no host to maintain it. So eventually, I mean, it might last for, you know, another a couple, you know, who knows, maybe 200 years. And eventually all those computer components – and everything are going to, to deteriorate because the building's going, you know, the dam's going to fall apart. The whole thing's going to get flooded because there's nobody maintaining anything. So even the sublime is going to eventually go away, which means everybody's minds are going to go away. Like the sublime isn't some pocket universe that's safe from everything. You know, it's basic. It's a computer simulation, for lack of a better term. And it's way, still term. in the real world, which isn't necessarily good. You know. So. Yeah, so um, it, it just I feel like the whole I feel like this this finale made everything pointless. Like, I mean, when I watched season five, if it came back, probably to see where the hell they went with it. But at this point, it really doesn't matter. Like, it's it's imaginary. I mean, it's this, season five would be an entire season of everything Karen hates. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. It would be. I mean, I, I think I think that one of the things that really kind of bothers me about you know AJ when you started to talk about the man in black diatribe and his plan is really to just sort of like I, I mean he says the last man standing but really his plan is to destroy it. I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is the relentless negativity and cynicism of this, these last couple episodes is really something that made me weary by the end of it. Like I need, like there, there was a, you know, Hale, when she started Dolores slash Hale, when she started this, her, her idea I think was like, can, can the robots be more than their creator? Can, can something that humans created rise above humanity's flaws and be better than humans? Um, uh, I think was the point of it, right, of her plan. And and the answer is no, they can't be, because by the end of the season, the robots are, like, forcing the humans to perform for them, basically, for their amusement, and their amusement is to, like, basically hunt down humans and kill them, right? So, right. like, they, they came full circle, but it left us with really no hope. Like, like this these last two episodes were just a total slaughter of all the characters. Um and for a, what reason I can't really I can't really say how that is satisfying to me or how I feel about like I feel bad about that right like they were just wiping the slate clean so everybody can be in the simulation next year and I didn't really enjoy just the I mean in the beginning the bloodbath was kind of entertaining it was very video game ish right and 
I don't know, but by the end of it, I was like, really? We're just going to kill everyone? And then, yeah. I didn't well, really... I think oh, the people, some of them that are the ones that are in the outliers or whatever, they're supposed to still be alive. Just who knows it's, for well, how long, I guess. First, I mean, according to Dolores, in six months, they'll all be dead, right? Like, they're not really supposed to. Okay, that's another problem I have, but I'm going to stop talking and let you guys talk because I've been rambling. Uh, well, <laughs> no, it's okay. You I can ramble away. More that somehow Dolores, I don't know. I, I thought it was very vague. I thought that it was possible that everybody was going to end up in the sublime, or it was possible that Dolores was going to create another real world like Hale did, and that the people that were left would be able to live there, even though there wasn't that many left. And then, like, the robots would come join, whatever. To me, it was, that's what I said. I didn't quite understand it. I thought it was very vague, and I remember thinking, I need to watch this again, but I never had the time. So I didn't care enough oh. to go back and find out. Let's put it that way. You know, it's funny. Actually, it's there's vague. only two real things, two real things that I cared about in this episode. One was Caleb and Frankie got their closure, and I was so pissed when Clementine killed uh, Stubbs. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Clem just killed Stubbs. Oh, I was yeah. like, what the hell is this shit? I was mad. <laughs> Which you is know, even funnier because I, I didn't find myself, I, you know, I like Stubbs, but I didn't see myself getting it. Like, when it happened, I was kind of surprised myself how mad I got that that happened. <laughs> well, you know, I was pissed to begin with that Clementine went, went bad, rogue, whatever you want to call it. Like, she never was really, like, yes, she was doing what William said, but it, I, I kind of more felt like it's because she was more for, I mean, I guess it wasn't said that she was forced, but I felt that way. And I felt in this one, she was just needlessly cruel, and I felt like that wasn't Clementine. It just didn't match to me. Yes, except that she's programmed, but like, she's programmed. She's a host, right? She does what Hale, like, programs her to do. She's been killed so many times. And reprogrammed so many times. Um, mm-hmm. I I felt disappointed also to see stuff. I mean, Stubbs was growing to become sort of a, our favorite character almost, right? I was sorry mm-hmm. to see him get killed for really kind of no reason. I was sorry that one killed him. I Bernard got killed. I, I just want to say that was kind of a given. I thought that was obvious it was coming, just yeah. the way they were well, set I mean, up. Well, I mean, Bernard told us – Bernard told us halfway through the season that both he and, and you know, and Stubbs were going to get killed. Um, what, so I was sorry to see Clementine kill Stubbs, but I was sorry also to see Clementine get killed moments later. I, one thing that I thought might be interesting was that I thought Clementine was getting her moment to be free. She was like, Charlotte, I could help you, but I don't really want to. And, and Charlotte's like, uh-huh. go, Clementine, go for it, try to be free. To and I was like, oh, maybe, maybe we're going to get a story here about a character who, who – you know, inherently kind of like, got, I mean, she got a bad rap. She got a bad deal, a raw deal for four seasons, right? Um, and she was finally going to have her moment. And then, oh, she kills Stubbs and she gets killed. Like, that was a wasted opportunity to me and disappointing. I um, have to say, AJ, I disagree with you. I'm glad that you feel satisfied that Caleb and Frankie got their moment. I kind of felt like, well, these two characters were a giant waste of time. What was the whole point of them? And Bernard had said that Frankie was going to save the world. And in the end, she's going to be dead in six months. I mean, Dolores says definitively at the end that all humans will be dead in six months. But why? She never says why. 
Maybe that'll be oh, they I was going to say, too, I just wanted to comment. Whenever Bernard made that comment that Stubbs would be dead, I kind of almost wondered, because Stubbs is like, I'm going to die, and I? He, he was kind of noncommittal. I thought that it was going to end up that, you know, Bernard would die, and that was what he really meant, and that he didn't mean Stubbs and just said that. But I thought, well, he said to Stubbs, you never get past this point. Like, I mean, there is a Oh, there is an, the right. issue that I did say that before, but I meant specifically. There is, I forgot. There is the issue that Bernard can't see past his own death, right? And and right. in the, in the yeah. episode, Stubbs does outlive Bernard, um, but not for long because the stupid show just wanted to have a bloodbath and kill every character for kind of what re, to set up their their new thing. I felt like they. I mean, I felt like a little bit of a writer's trick that we want to have season five be in the sublime, so we've got to kill everyone. So let's set up William going totally loco and deciding to kill everyone. Speaking of William, did you yeah. notice that William rode, he drove a car and a horse to Nevada and got there before yeah. Charlotte in her space age helicopter? <laughs> Which made no sense whatsoever, right? Very true. Like it's got to take at least two days to drive a truck from New York to Nevada, right? Even if you're a robot and you never stop, uh, and it got there before her, which was like the kind of mistake I don't expect to see on the show. The show usually doesn't make those yeah. kind of errors. Um, did, did, you, uh, did you notice? A little bit of a mess. Did you notice? A, I mean, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't good. It wasn't great. It was well, horrible. It wasn't not good. It wasn't great. It was horrible. Yeah, kind of Some people it. loved it. There are did people who loved I it. I wanted to like it more than I liked it. Let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, Jamie. Did, yep, yeah. Did you guys notice our two cameos? We got Jonathan Tucker and Stephen Ogg. Yep, that yeah, was awesome. I noticed that. <laughs> yeah, that was. That was kind of fun. Um, so I, I also kind of really lost enthusiasm for Dolores' reawakening. Um, and... You know, we learned that every single scene with Dolores in it was basically happening, Christina, was basically happening inside her pearl. It didn't happen at all. It was something that she created inside her own pearl to entertain herself, to work out her issues, right? So none of that was real, even Teddy was. So my idea that my theory a couple weeks ago that Teddy was a program sent in there to help her was wrong, but... I mean, he like Dolores created him. It was wrong, but it was right. right. Yeah, Dolores. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it was wrong, well, but it was right yeah. because Dolores made him to kind of wake her up. Yeah. Yeah, and she might. She, she did might to herself. In there, she did say that she thinks he's there, and she can. Well, he's in the sublime. You know, go he's been in the sublime. Right. I mean, he is That's in the yeah. sublime. She goes in the sublime. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I just, so the only I thing I could see, if season five yeah. happens, all I could possibly see, since they never explain why they'll be dead in six months, is and, and, and there's really no re like, I mean, here's the other thing. So the entire planet, okay, not just America, the entire frigging planet is devoid of humans, and all that was left was in Hale's little city. And now that all those people are dead no. and all the hosts, the, entire, the planet is vacant except for the couple of outliers who we don't even know how many or who they are because the only two we know about are Frankie and C. 
So, so and they can't even repopulate, and they and, and, and they can't repopulate the world because they're both women. So there's got to be a man out there somewhere so they can repopulate the world. But that's not correct. It wasn't only. It wasn't only New York. Charlotte says in the previous in episode seven, she says, "I'm going to shut down the cities." It's not just New York. She supposedly oh, okay. controls okay, the I, planet. Right? Okay, I missed that then. I missed that then. Yeah, she says I'm going to shut down the cities. Okay. So presumably, there are other cities under her control. Every so which is something we, I brought up last week. Should we assume then, though, that when the man in black went genocidal? that he did it yeah. to all the cities? I believe we're supposed to assume that, yes. Well, I don't think he could be in five places at once, though, can he? I mean, no, he's not no, that. He set, the, he, he set the machine to send out the tone to make everybody go crazy and kill each other, and I presume right, right, it's happening right. everywhere. I meant how he went and killed, like, some of the outliers. I meant, like, whatever outliers were in the other cities would still be presumably alive yeah. unless the other people killed right. them. Right. Oh. But, but we don't even know if there are who or where or if there are other outliers than what we've seen. Like, with what we've been given, what we've but seen, see, as far as we know, as a viewer, it's just Frankie and C. But see, it I'd doesn't like to matter. Think but, but I'm saying they could pop up with other people. That's what they could do for season five. Well, yeah. They could be like, yeah. well, they cannot. They it, cannot, it, you guys. They cannot. Dolores says in the voiceover, all sentient life on this planet is gone. The humans will be dead in six months. All sentient. Like they're setting it up. Like I, right. I don't think Unless that it's the we next can. Month. Like that could be. No, why? I don't think. Why? I don't think That's we can say that. Dolores is saying I can see them doing that. I don't. I don't think we. No, I don't see them going against Dolores's. What Dolores says to us, and then the next episode would be like, oh, that was why it wasn't really true. Dolores was wrong. Like I just don't see that happening. No, but I, I mean, think what if season five is the next six months leading up to that annihilation? Is what I'm saying. Like. No. Because you're saying she said they'll be dead in six months. The next season could be within those no, six they, months. No, they clearly set it up for season. I, I feel like they're setting it up, if there's a next season, to take place in Westworld again, in the Sublime, in the Dolores. Dolores right. like, I'm going to run one more test. And I don't know what the test is. I guess the test is to see if if these, the, you know, the simulated beings, whatever they are, can, can overcome the, the flaws of humanity. I don't know. I mean, this was so, this episode was so without hope, and then to suddenly, like, you have to lark it with hope. But I don't think, I, I really, I really don't see how they could pull that shit to have Dolores definitively say everybody's extinct, and then to be like, oh, but guess what, we're going to, like, also, I'm not interested if if everybody's going to become extinct. I'm not really interested in watching the last six months towards the extinction of humanity that's and true. Earth, right? Like, right. what kind uh-huh. of show? That's, that's like, my oh, point, how can that's we be exactly more cynical? Right? Like, how can we more, be more nihilistic than we were already? We can't. But let's show six months of everybody dying. Like, it's going to take place <laughs> in the sublime if it happens. It's going to get canceled. This okay, so let me ask you this question, though, Karen. To be renewed. Mm-hmm. Karen, let me ask you this question, though. Mm-hmm. You're, you you don't think that the writer's going to go against Dolores because she's the quote-unquote star of everything. So Dolores says everybody's going to, you no. know, humans are going to be dead in six months. But Bernard said that Frankie was going to save the world. So well, which, I mean, you can, she kind which, of which did. One you, which one okay. do you go with? <laughs> Two things here. Two things here. I don't think the writer, it's not about going against Dolores. It's about going with the, against what the writers themselves have written and told us. 
not not it's not because Dolores said it. I guess it's because any character said it and gave us a definitive answer that everybody's dead is why I feel like they can't go against it. You could argue that Frankie saved the world because um, if Bernard realizes that he can't save the world, only for Blanc, he you know he, he kind of intimates a couple episodes ago like the only way to save these creatures to save life is for it to happen in the sublime. And so you could say that Frankie was critical Save to that people. because yeah. it's only it's only it's Frankie who manages to smuggle Bernard into New York City so that he can enact his plan, right? So mm-hmm. in that way, did Frankie save the world because Bernard was able to? I don't know. I I got a big problem also that Bernard's plan seems to be relying on Hale to do the right thing at the last moment. Yeah. When all else is lost, let's count on Hale to be like, okay, you know what? I'll let Dolores like live and try to do this. Yeah. Well, that seems like she's a big still part. Dolores in there somewhere. <laughs> I'm not well, saying that's a good well, reason. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> like that. I, that uh, let's put me. it this way. For me, if you're right, Karen, and everything's going to be about the sublime, and that's going to be, you know, because, I mean, Dolores makes that comment about that humans will live as long as she's alive because they're in her mind, which is yeah. retarded. But if that's the way it's going to go, then there's no reason to watch season five because who cares? It's pointless because it's all made up. It doesn't actually exist. The only way season five could have any type of actual merit would be if Dolores's line is not uh, literal and that they, you know, it was a something that writers did to mess with us and that humanity can, you know, humanity can possibly survive. Otherwise, the entire, it's, I don't even know if I'd bother, actually, if that's the plan. I am. I mean, (laughs) unless, unless you kind of feel like there's, I agree with you, right? If it's all happening in the sublime and they're not like physical beings, what does that mean? I mean, I guess you could say the writers are trying to explore something about, like, I mean, there was talk of, like, evolving in these last couple episodes and that, you know, the hosts had evolved, that William had evolved, that whoever had evolved, like, have has life evolved beyond okay, meeting a body. Okay, gotta go, guys. I'll be right and back. If, all right. And if okay, they exist in the sublime, is that is that still life? Like, I mean, there was a big argument, like, were the hosts a species? And, and they're self-aware, and they became a species, right? But, right. like, are they still a species if they exist only in the sublime? I mean, I, to your point, I mean, hey, like, like this, how long can the, that server farm keep them running anyway, right? Like, right. I mean, it's going to run out of electricity eventually. Exactly, because there's nobody to sustain I, it. I did, I did see a hilarious and, post on hmm, somebody – it was a commenter on – maybe on Vulture? And the person said, what happens when the level of Lake Mead drops so low that the turbines no longer turn and generate electricity? But that could never happen, there you right? Go. Which is <laughs> Meanwhile, that lake is like dropping, dropping, and dropping. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, look, I share your frustration. I was just being a devil's advocate. I agree with you. Like, I don't necessarily no, want to watch this whole season. <laughs> takes, I don't want to watch this season in the sublime, right? Like. And I mean, and you know, we have. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but sorry, go ahead, finish your thought. 
Well, we've expressed frustration for a couple seasons now with the show that, like, killing off characters doesn't mean anything if they can be recreated into a robot immediately the next week, and now they can all be slaughtered in this episode and be in the sublime next week because even though they didn't transcend any of them, Dolores made that comment that you just said, like, they exist as long as someone remembers them. So Dolores can just re- – like, Dolores can recreate Stubbs if she wants to because she knew him. She mm-hmm. can recruit Bernard, right? She can make a Maeve. Like, I mean, we don't believe yep. those characters are all out of it. They're all going to be in the sublime. So what was the point of killing them? Just I never to, thought I'd say that. Tell- yeah. But Westworld has securely put itself, and actually, ironically, kind of done the opposite, but it's on the same threshold as 100. Yeah. Something that was really great killed itself by staying around too long. And whereas the 100 kept nailing their finales to keep me coming back, Westworld, it was just, it, it was a, the, the finale was the worst. As slow as the season started and as annoying as the first two episodes were, I think the finale was the worst episode of the season. I, I mean, I thought the first episode was pretty bad, but I, I don't know if there are people who loved it. Probably online there are people saying they loved it, right? I'm sure there um, are. I agree with you that I did not like this episode um, and that it just seemed to be an excuse to, like, kill everyone. Like, would it have been better to end with last week's episode where the man in black says, I'm setting this up, if that every man for himself, killer be killed, and you see him walking across, like, you know, the out of the office across that water and towards, like, the smoking city or whatever – was that a better ending? It, so even if it's the what. series finale, was that a better ending? Yeah, absolutely. I liked. I thought last week's episode actually. I I loved last week's episode up until the last thirty seconds when Petty tells Dolores that she's not real. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything up to that would have been a great finale. That would have been really good this that's i mean especially after everybody getting shot and everything that's why you know going into this episode i'm like okay where are we going with this you know how does this happen I agree. last, last and, week was better i'm like sort of listening to you guys while i'm waiting and not for nothing i mean and they've kind of broken their own rules because once your pearl is gone your pearl is gone yet here's hail again this week with a brand new shiny pearl yeah i mean she got shot in the head, but I guess it missed her pearl, right? Which means we saw multiple Man in Black shot in the miss. head. Well, but, and yet, she, you can't, I mean, you can't live without your pearl, right? Your pearl is the one thing that has to be, although there were multiple, there were multiple Dolores duplicate pearls, right? There were like five Dolores pearls. At some point, yeah. right? Weren't there multiple Dolores pearls? Um, yeah. But I mean, to see her and Maeve I... take exactly the same headshot, and then for her to live. Um, also, I don't know how you can, like, once she took her at the end when Dolores took when Hale takes her pearl out <laughs> uh, of yes. her head. Yes. How does how does she, how then does she squeeze keep functioning? It, right. How does she yep. keep functioning uh-huh. once the pearl's out of her head? I wondered that. She should be done. Yeah, I wondered that myself. Yeah. 
Yeah, I thought about that. As soon as she took it out, it should have stopped. Right. Yeah. It should have stopped right then. I actually forgot forgot about that gripe until you said something. (laughs) Yeah, she shouldn't have been able to squeeze her own pearl. Um, Anyway. Do we have anything else to hate on this before we move on? No, I would just close by saying I think we all three agree that if it doesn't come back, we're fine. This is this is a satisfying enough end. Like, there's not a cliffhanger for me that I need to see. I'm okay no. with it not coming back. I think it won't come back. I think Game of Thrones with all those dragons is going to be too expensive for them to bring back a show that's not a fun. <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, no, I, I, you're probably right. Especially, yeah. The fact that it's not renewed yet, like so many shows get renewed, like right at the season finale, right? Anyway, I I mean, this has got. I mean, Westworld kept getting renewed two or three episodes in. Also, you guys, Westworld gets. If it gets renewed now, it's probably two years before it airs, right? It has to be written. It's not Probably. even written yet, much less shot and ready to air. Yeah. So we'll bring this back up in 2024. There you go. All right. Anything All right. Jay- so, oh, okay. Jamie can add, we'll move on. So oh, she must have stepped right. out again for a second. Okay. Uh, you want to do Paper Girls? Let's talk about Paper Girls. We watched the last three episodes, um, six, seven, and eight. A lot happened. I personally felt like the story really came together a lot and advanced a lot in these last three episodes. Both on the small, like, you liked it? I liked it a lot, too. I especially liked the more small interpersonal stuff with the girls. Um, Mm -hmm. Really developed nicely, I thought, in these three episodes. Um, As did the overall mystery, I think. Um, Yeah, I liked it a lot. Thoughts? Got any thoughts you want to show um, me? So, first of all, the uh, wait, did we already? Oh, we already had that yeah. conversation. Um, I was in the previous episode. I was going to say, but um, I I love it was so funny after KJ punched uh, uh, Mac. Mac, and uh, then then later on her nose started bleeding, <laughs> and. I'm saying to myself, I, I just said to Artie, I was like, I was like, I was like, huh, ironically, they should have kept those tampons. She could have used that to stop the bleeding. And then two seconds later, Aaron shows her tampon <laughs> up her nose. I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you called it. That was, that was a good scene. Um, yeah, um, there was a lot of things I liked about episode six. Um, I thought it was great when Mac told KJ, um, that she's actually going to die, that she's actually already dead because they're in 99. Um, yeah. That's it. Tiff is, you know, I, Tiff is always the smartest person in the room. And she, 12 year old Tiff drives me nuts. Like, on one hand, it's like, I, I, I kind of love, love to see that fire in her and everything. And I love the fact she's calling her older self out and everything. But at the same time, when you're 12, you're not as smart as you think you are. <laughs> so it's like, and it's, yeah. it's like you kind of respect it and it annoys you at the same time. Uh, but as yeah, soon as she said something about the uh, starting the startup, 
um, I was like, oh, I see where this is going. I was like, Tiff, uh, even before they revealed it, I was like, Tiff's going to invent fucking time travel. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah, for better or for worse, um, as it appears in the end. Um, I, I really liked uh, the way they played Tiff. So, you know, in the in the first couple of episodes, we see how Aaron is hugely disappointed with her life in the future. But by the end of it, you know, before Aaron dies, we really come to understand her. And, and Aaron, you know, later really regrets some of the things she said. Uh, you know, Tiff is really um, – 12-year-old Tiff drives me insane also, and she is a jerk. And I thought that, you know, I when when older Tiff was talking about how difficult Harvard was, I thought we were going to get MIT. A, a discussion of MIT, how hard MIT was. And I, and I thought she was going to maybe talk a lot about how she was probably one of very few black women enrolling at Harvard in, in 19, what was that, 92, you know, they probably went to school in the early 90s. Not very few, but, you know, not. Well, they graduated you know, in 94, talk, so, yeah, it's probably 96. I thought she was going to talk about maybe facing racism or sexism or other kinds of things. She might have faced it. Mm. I did not expect her to lay on, to lay to lay it out that she, that she was adopted, right? Or, yeah. or, or I think, I think I, you know, whether or not I expected that, whether or not I know that from the comic, you do not expect that to be coming when you watch the TV show, right? Like, and, right. and that's why she failed. Like that, that I guess it's that emotional turmoil that caused her to fail out of MIT. Or no, not to fail, to get expelled. We don't know why she got expelled, what she did or why she yeah, got expelled. Yeah, I don't expelled. know that yet. Um, and, and young, I don't know, the, the way, I don't know, I, I like that. I I I also, you know, it's funny that, you know, we see young KJ, she doesn't talk to her older self, she talks to the girlfriend. Was interesting also. Right. I like I like that scene a lot also. Like I really like the way they yeah. are playing KJ's sexuality and her like yeah. under trying to understand it and um uh and and using it a little differently. Then, then you see it in television. I like. I mean, I like. I liked it all. I liked. Uh, I like Mac and and the step. Like we like it all, right? The way all four of them are developing is really nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think they. Um, it's it's you know, it was it's funny because you know when you first brought it up, I hadn't even heard about it, and then you know I watched the first couple episodes, you know, and I was like, I really like it, uh, you know, and I I really enjoyed it. I really hope it gets renewed, um, especially the way that it ended up. But, um, oh, something on that. Do we remember, um, I mean, they, they never really focused on Larry's journal much in, in 2019, but do we remember if there was a page yeah. ripped out of it? Because when he's right, when he writes down the, the code or whatever, and he rips out the page, and I'm thinking, hmm, does that work? Because we got a couple, as much as I enjoyed it, I still like, oh, and at the end of episode six, do you know uh, the Chili Pepper song? You know what the name of that song is, right? Parallel Universe. Yeah, Parallel Universe. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, oh come on! I was like, I was like, they're telegraphing it now. But you know, it's like it, it actually is. It it annoyed me, but in a good way. It's like because I'm still convinced that, like, part of me is still convinced it's gotta be. There's gotta be some sort of parallel universe to this in some way, shape, or form because there are things that do not add up. And there's no, I mean, 
otherwise we're watching an infinite loop because like we find out in the last episode with the whole thing when we get, you know, why they stole the walkie-talkie and everything, you know, that's when the two tips realize you can't change anything. Everything has to happen the way it happens or you can't, you know, it, it doesn't happen. You know, kind of like right. when the prior, priorist send, wants to send them to, you know, the future to stop the war from starting, but you can't. You can't stop the war from starting because if you stop the war from starting, the girls never travel to to go to the future to stop the war from starting. You know, it's it's all yeah. an infinite loop that you can't really stop. Which, but at the same time, I feel like, so the only way you get a happy ending is if you do stop everything, but the only way to stop everything, I feel like back for a little bit it's got to be, it's got to be a parallel universe. But that being, and, and I have two big, huge reasons why I feel that way. One is, um, how is Larry in 2019 if he died in 99? Well, because when we met him in 2019, he hadn't yet died in 99, right? But if no, he dies no, in 99, you can't meet him in 2019. I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm wrong. If, if 2019 Larry himself time traveled to 99, then he could die. But he can't die if he's the same guy. Right, right. Um, you know, you're talking about parallel universes. We... I mean, this could be a fringe-type parallel universe where every decision you make sends off another timeline. Maybe it's not a you know parallel universe or really all uh, okay. Timeline. Oh, I like that. Gone, that, but, that could work. Right? That, that could absolutely, yeah. Right? Like fringe was so much it's about kind of like, I mean, timelines. Yeah. I mean, it kind of, I mean, that, that actually, ironically, that's kind of how the multiverse works in Marvel, you know? every time a different decision is yeah. made, it branches off and makes another reality. Yeah. So that could conceivably work in that way. That is a way around it. Yeah. And since we don't know all the rules to their time travel yet, that could very well be it. Mm-hmm. Jamie, we might only have you for a few minutes. How did you like uh, the, the wrap up of paper girls? Um, I was sad it ended, <laughs> but no, I liked it. And I was, I was, I guess I wasn't surprised they didn't end up in the right place because that would be the, I didn't think it was going to end, but um, I liked how the, um, I, I can't remember her name, but how the one that. The Pyrus. The Pyrus. Yeah, how she helped them in the end. The one who was. Yeah. Sort of bad, you thought, through all of it. So I liked it that in the end she helped them. Um, but yeah, I, I, well, the, I do kind of sometimes question that we don't know what the uh, what the rules are because like things haven't changed when they affect them so sometimes it gets a bit confusing I mean they they haven't changed as far as the girls can tell or that we can tell however in that final scene where the girls get out of the ship and they're looking around and they're like, holy shit, we don't really know what it is that they're, like, so stunned by, right? They're in the 70s. Mm-hmm. That's what they're stunned by. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're in 1974, and uh, <laughs> the longest yard is playing at the drive-in. So they actually went back in time. Yeah. I mean, this presents a big opportunity for, as, you know, Jamie's suggesting for things to change. Now they've gone back before their own birth, 
And so the people they mm-hmm. meet can only be there. Well, they're 88, they're 12, so they're going to be born in like 76. So, yeah, only their parents. Or maybe yeah. Larry and Juniper are little kids. Um, not little kids, but Larry and Juniper. Yeah, yeah Larry and Juniper are teen. Maybe Larry and Juniper are at the movies right now. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, yeah. Um, See, I thought they were maybe going to have it that, and, and I, I don't know. I guess that we knew her name, so it wouldn't make sense. But I, I just figured they were going to have it that at least one of them, definitely that one of them was part of the time travel thing. I mean, I think that we knew that was. What do you mean that one yeah, of them was part of the time travel thing? That that one of them in well, we don't necessarily know they. I can't remember. Did she say they invented time travel? But that they started. Tiff did. That, um, oh yeah, Tiff. Does. Yeah. Tiff is going to invent time Tiff travel like, in. Yeah. Well, I think the we future. we sort of figured that out. It was kind of obvious early on that she was going to have a big part mm-hmm. in it. Um, like that wasn't surprising yeah. to me, but I liked how they did yeah. it. I like I liked how it sort of ends that, you know, Tiff writes on the she writes on the front of the journal, you invent yeah. time travel, now go make it happen. And then they have this conversation mm-hmm. with the prioress where it seems like what they really need to do is to stop her now from inventing time travel. Like the prioress I mean yeah. implies or outright says that it was the invention of time travel that caused the generational war. And the only way to stop the war is to stop time travel from ever happening. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe like that, right? Is that what was going on there? Yeah. Yeah, at least that um, was the plan, I guess. Yeah, and maybe kill the grandfather because he's a total jerk. Ah, he's fun, actually. He's, a, <laughs> he's fun, but he's a liar, right? He's a lying liar well, yeah. who lies. But yep. that's not surprising. No, it's not <laughs> surprising. <laughs> Wait, you didn't hear that. Pretend you didn't hear no. that. No, heard nothing. Um, Good. I it hasn't been. I really like it. It hasn't been renewed yet. I'd like to see this renewed. No, I it thought it was really good. I I thought I it got too. better. I thought it was a little slow to start. I thought it got a lot better as it went along, and I'd like to see what yeah. happens. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, One thing I'm gonna enjoy is I you know as I, I, I was sad at first, like when they got separated. I was like, oh no. I was like, now what? I'm like, just just. Do it again, and well, she did it again, but then they started the messing. Pods yeah, we don't know whether the pods ended up in the same place or not, dude, because I don't think they should no, have the second no, pod. The first, no, the first, pod, the, first pod, the first pod definitely went to where it was supposed to because nobody messed with the dials. They ended up in 1974 because the grandfather's people started messing with the dials trying to stop them, and that's why they ended up yeah, there because they screwed it all up. But at the same time, even though, you know, I was sad that they got separated, I kind of like it because, as you know, depending on how long, if it gets the second season, depending on how long it takes them to get back together, that's really going to give, especially KJ and Mac, I think it's going to be a very interesting dynamic with those two being the only two together. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a good storyline with Tiff and Aaron too, but it's gonna, I think I really feel like it's going to give Mac and, and KJ a chance to grow together. That yeah. is going to be a very interesting thing to I mean, watch. Even just to grow as friends, I mean, setting aside the part where KJ seems to have, you know, a developing attraction for Mac. A crush, really yeah. Sure. A cr- I mean, this is, she, I mean, she hasn't even come out to herself yet, which is really what this is moving right. towards, right? 
Um, but she yeah. and Mac have this sort of like Mac is so resentful of KJ's like much more affluent upbringing, right? Um, she's yeah. like, she's jealous and angry about that, and KJ hasn't let on that much about like that it's not all it's cracked up to be. Um, but yeah, it'll be great to watch the two of them um, kind of develop that way. So you're thinking they're all in '74, just maybe not in the same geographic location. No, I think no, I think no, I think KJ and Mac are in 2052 or whatever year, or whatever year they set the future year that they sent them to because they went through without a problem. The right. other two ended up in '74 because grandfather's people were messing with dials. Right, okay, and so they were headed toward, we don't know where they were going, but in 99... Yeah, we don't know the exact year, we just in, know it was the in future. In 2019, the Tiff, Tiffany has an institute, and so they're going towards some up closer to, like, 2019-type time to stop her from inventing time travel. Or maybe way in the future, yeah. yeah. We don't know, but let me ask well, you, I really you think... guys a question. Were those um, nanobots that were in the ship, there were obviously more nanobots, I wasn't sure if they were implying that the nanobots could heal her cancer or not. Was that – how did you – did you take that that they were going to be able to save her now? That was kind of – You know, I hadn't even thought about that. I hadn't thought about that either, Jamie. That's kind of brilliant. Well, because that's a, one yeah, of them said – I can't remember if it was thought. the grandfather or the woman that said something to them like, if you want to save your friend. One of them mentioned it at some point, and they might have just been saying it to get them to go back. And it might have right. not had anything to Grandfather do with anything said it. because he's the said because he also said they couldn't change anything, but yet he can have dinosaurs eat people, so we don't know. But uh, but yeah, whenever they have nanobots, there there was more canisters in there, so I kind yeah. of thought that maybe that was what they were. Yeah, implying, that's, but I wasn't that's sure. a really great point. I had not thought about that. I hadn't thought, thought about it because we, we the other one. That's really smart. I've only seen them, so we've seen them heal. Physical injury. We've seen them heal gunshots, basically. Like, they healed their gunshot, and they were working on the Prioress before, um, uh, what's his name, grandfather, like, put a stop to that. But I hadn't thought they could cure the cancer, but maybe they could. But he, however they do it, he definitely, grandfather definitely implied that they could cure Mac. He could if be lying, right? The truth. We don't really know yeah. he was, but he Yeah, he so. could be lying. I mean, obviously the prioress is not dead. She's she's going to survive. Somehow she's going to survive. Whether well, a version so. of her, it could be a different version of her. We don't. It could know. be it could be yeah. an alternate timeline version of her when we get into that, right? But mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's a Dina Porter. This is not an actress that you cast to die in the first season, right? Um, right. Could be. Right, I don't know, but but, I, but I'll I'll know by but by the time season two gets around, I'll know more because I've made the decision that I'm going to start reading the comic because I want more now. So I'm going to oh, read the right. comic. I, you know, I was going to ask you that, Nate. That was going to be one of my questions. Would you would you pick up yeah, the comic? Right, it's funny. Now that you've seen this right after right after the episode ended. I looked at Artie and I was like, I can't decide if I was like I'm really enjoying this. And I, I was like, it's only like 30 issues, the comic. So I'm like, I can't decide if I want to read the comic or, yeah. or I don't want to like, you know, like because, because of my, because of all my, the fun thing I've been having with this is because, I, you know, all time travel shows are kind of fun when you're trying to figure out the rules and everything. 
you know, and I've had a lot of fun trying to decide, you know, what the rules are and if it's possible there's an alternate reality to it and, and whatnot and everything. So I'm like, am I going to lose some of that enthusiasm if I read the comic? Right. But then at the same yeah. time, I mean, how much – so let me ask you this. From what you've read and what you've seen on the screen, how much have they changed to where you – you didn't see stuff coming on the show because it's not that way in the comics. Um, so they've changed stuff that actually I felt like they held, they held the reveal. They, I felt like they developed the characters in the first few episodes a little longer and held off like, not like the time travel-y, um, Heck and Naldo and the grandfather, like I, I was expecting them to be introduced earlier, and they held it back a little okay. bit. So I don't want to like say what other stuff. And I haven't finished. No, it. I know, yeah. Um, right, no, I have. But I, know you I felt, I, I felt like they held stuff to develop the characters a little bit in the first few episodes, which to me was a good sign and a sign that they right. had more that they want to do. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, some of it was very almost panel by panel, as with any comic adaptation, right? Like the first episode yeah. or two, there's a lot that's panel I by mean, panel. I mean, you know, and there's a, we've seen uh, it hundreds of times, especially, you know, like, the, you know, Walking Dead. I mean, there's some stuff yeah. that's panel for panel, and then there's other stuff that is totally out in the field. Speaking yeah. of The Walking Dead, to, seg- to segue real quick, did you guys read the uh, the link I sent about Sarah Wayne Callies on the podcast? I read it. Yep. I was laughing the yep. whole time because <laughs> we've been saying everybody's been saying <laughs> for years that yeah. AMC firing Garabont was the biggest mistake they could ever make. Yeah, but that yeah. was funny. Yeah, but anyway. I thought that was hilarious. Oh, yeah. so so Jamie, anything else you have I mean, with uh, paper girls? Really. I mean, I think it was a cute show. I think, yeah, and I think that they have set up the show. Um, they've set it up really well to go beyond the comics. I mean, again, it's, it's 30 issues. It's really short. There's a good chunk of it's already been covered. I, I felt like they held some of it late to develop the kids, but a lot of, you know, a good chunk of it's already done. Um, and I think that they're setting it up to open it up a lot to allow more stuff to happen. So I think that's a good sign for renewal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, but, uh, yeah. I thought they were going to renew the wild, and they didn't. So. Okay, but they did at least give the wild. I'm surprised at that. Yeah, they, gave um, they did give them two seasons, and the second season was not as good as the first. So I feel like if they're going to, like, at least, I feel like, they're set up maybe for a good second season, especially since I don't know what. So in terms of like big expensive shows, there's the wheel of time on Amazon, right? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know with the expanse being over, the they might have some of they thought uh, Lord of the Rings to be hugely expensive also. I mean, their most expensive yeah. show was the expanse and that's done. So maybe there's some budget to keep this stuff going. Uh, but it really depends, I guess, if it gets a lot of streams. So tell people, like, tell people to watch it. I'll be honest. I'll think... never understand how streaming services figure out what's popular and what's not. Right? Yeah. 
I mean, especially if they're not ad supported, like how, like on Amazon, I mean, it's membership supported, right? So, mm-hmm. like, it's even harder than something like Hulu, where it's the ad supported version and the free version and all this and whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, not everything. By the way, AJ, not everything's on Hulu. I just wanted to mention that because you know, I still didn't watch Roswell, and I wanted to leave it off my DVR because I have no clue if I'm ever going to watch that stupid show. And I was like, well, I can probably get it on Hulu, <laughs> and then you can't. You have to pay for it. No, you need live TV because it's a CW show. Yeah, so you have to pay for it. <laughs> That's my point. Yeah. Okay, oh, guys, well, Jamie, well, I, uh, I can talk for a couple minutes, but I'm going to have to jump off again in a second here because Heidi Klum's all right. Um, do we want to do Resident Alien then? Yeah, while we have Jamie, let's talk about Resident Alien. So this was the first episode back. I know, Jamie, you probably watched the entirety of the back half, right? Um, mm-hmm. But this was that first episode where um, Asta is really guilty about shooting that guy, and she wants to tell the cops, and... And, and then there's the whole business with the autopsy was the main thing. Of this okay, episode. I better not say that then. I don't know if Harry does what I was going to say yet. I don't know because I watched them together. Um, well, Harry has I, committed um, himself to lying about the about the autopsy to save Asta. Okay, okay, that's all happened. Okay, um, I and will say, and I, and I only got a couple minutes here, but I was just going to say I am talking to um, Sarah who plays Asta and uh, Elizabeth who plays the deputy tomorrow. So um, people can oh cool cool send me questions yeah questions cool yep but yeah I liked it I mean I think I'm trying to remember I actually feel like the first episode was a little bit slower but I I watched them it's hard to tell when you watch them all together you know it's hard to really remember <laughs> if I'm honest well uh, <laughs> you know go ahead. I, I'm I'm at a point where everybody in town needs to be told about Harry because be Harry really pissed me off at the, at the end when he you know he erases Asta's memories without her permission he you know I mean it's yeah. the way Harry thinks oh I'm doing a good okay, thing because she's so getting. upset about this I'll 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 erase her memory of that so she has no memory of that whole night. And there's poor Jay waiting for her on her 18th birthday to spend time with her mother. You know, they're finally making a connection, and Harry just ruined it. So now Jay is going to be totally pissed at Asta, and Asta's not going to know why, and she's going to be like, you never, we never had this time. We made plans. What are you talking about? What's going, you know, like, it's just, I mean, on the bright side, I think Asta's going to figure out pretty quick that Harry erased her memory because she knows he can do that. But I, like, I was enjoying the episode up to that point, and that really irritated me. Like, that really pissed me off that he did that. <laughs> like, it's like, and, and I know it's going to be yeah. funny because Karen is constantly bitching about Harry. Like, Harry at times, like, he's not, it, he's not even the best part of the show anymore. You know, he, he's just, he's, he's the star of the show, yet he's basically the comedic value of everything else, you know, with everything else that's going on. Yeah, I am. Um, I felt the same way. It sounds like you did, Jamie, too, even though you didn't want to sort of spill it until you knew we knew about that. Uh, it, it, yeah, I don't like that he did that. But I mean, he was trying to help. To be fair, he doesn't still. Yeah, he does. He tries to help all the time. Yeah, but I mean, he. Did, it's not like he did it maliciously. He did it because he didn't like her being sad. 
So I, I at least appreciate that he can recognize that she was sad because sometimes he didn't seem to get that before. So, you know, there's that. Is that okay? No. Yeah. But he's, he's growing. He's getting there. Um, and a lot of this, like at least the first, the three episodes, I think, a lot of it is sort of him dealing, I mean, he's always dealing with more emotions, but here he's sort of having to, you know, come to terms with the fact he almost died, which is new for him. And, um, yeah, I mean, he's growing, just maybe not always fast enough. But, you know, I feel I mean, like, it. but I feel like with Harry, it's always like one step forward and two steps back, right? So yeah. he yeah. doesn't mm-hmm. want his friend to be sad. I'm not sure how much of that is because Harry genuinely doesn't want her to be sad or because Harry wants her to stop feeling sad because, because of, Harry wants Asa to stop being sad or not. She's not sad, but she's very conflicted and guilty. Right. But I feel like he wants her to stop because of Harry's own feelings. Like he can't deal with her feeling this way. And so he's changing it. Is he changing it to help her or to help himself? Right. Like he, Harry is not capable of, of having that conversation with himself or understanding it. There's also the whole part about lack of consent to erase somebody's memories. There's that, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a big problem. Yeah. This episode didn't have the kids much in it, did it? At all. didn't have the kids at all. Okay. Well, I, no. again, I watched them together. I don't remember which is which. But that was, I think, yeah. why the other ones were probably funnier, too. Because obviously they are coming back. It's not like they're not in it. There is a lot of funny stuff coming. Um, this one just, you know, wasn't so much about that. Okay, guys, I, I got to go. I'll be back right about 10 minutes or so, okay? Okay. All right. Okay. I will be back. Okay. I I did really enjoy the part, AJ, where Mayor Snowflake wants the crime to have been committed across the county line. Right? Because of like it did, but I I felt like I felt like he is, but I felt like it was really in character for him and like his like finally his obsession with tourism is paying off, right? Like he's been obsessed with tourism not obsessed, but like many mayors are, but trying to improve their tourism. And that all finally paid off in him, like, making this decision that really affected her. Like, I, I liked it. I thought it was a good twist. Yeah, it pissed me off because he's annoying and and hilarious. But it actually was, like, a decent plot point. Um, that kind of made a lot of sense. And, it, and then it allowed for all this comedy happening at the hotel, right? Uh, at the motel. <clears throat> I like the detective. I like the detective. You like I like she, he's like, I'm big black. He's, I like the new detective when when uh, Mike is like, I'm big black. She's like, oh, okay, well, call me medium brown. <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah. her. And I can, <laughs> yeah, I can see some sparks. I, I can see some sparks between him and uh, her and Mike, and uh, which is going to upset Judy because yeah. Judy's got a crush on Mike, too. You think so? Judy has such a great boyfriend. The way I Judy ta- texted Jamie to mute herself. No, that was my family. Because they know like, they okay. don't know how to be quiet. Um, Your family's not usually so loud. No, um, no Judy has, Judy has, Judy's got a crush on, uh, Judy is uh, uh, the ditzy friend of uh, Darcy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Judy has a crush on Mike. You're right. Yeah, Judy. I see, uh, medium yeah. brown. I thought you were talking about medium brown. But, no, Judy no, no, no. has the hots for Mike in a, in a big way. Yeah. Um, you thought you saw a spark between yeah. them, huh? 
Yeah, I definitely think that uh, is going to be something that transpires. At least I, it looks like it's going to go that way. Um, Judy, and speaking Judy of Darcy, is making, Dar- Judy's making Darcy look so well-adjusted and normal, isn't she? I know. But Darcy, actually, Darcy, Darcy, start, you know, throughout the first season and, and, and back at you know, the first half of the season has definitely grown. And we, you know, we've under, started uh-huh. to understand uh-huh. why she is the way she is. But she's also a little yeah. too good at dumping a body. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, and I love how uh, I really enjoyed when, when she's giving all those instructions and, and playing the dumping the body. And Harry says, law and order. And, and she's like, she, I think yeah. it's, did she say NCIS or CSI? But yeah, she, CSI. She bought CSI, she watches the other show. Um, I mean, she's she's one of the best characters. We love her. Um, yeah. I, uh, I the weak the weak point in the show to me right now is the stupid alien baby. Like we saw the alien baby a little bit. I have to go with the alien baby. Yeah. And the alien baby is is kind of guy... low stakes and. Now here's my question. I couldn't get a good look at the wallet. Was that the guy who asked the shots wallet or was it the, yeah, one of the guys from yeah. the boat? I think it's the guy that asked the guys shot. From the I boat. think it's Sam. Sam, what's his name? See, I that's what I was Sam. thinking. Um, I think it's the no, guy Sam, that asked Sam the was shot. the doctor. See, that's Sam what Hodges I was thinking. Because the yeah. then they'd be like, well, why is this guy's wallet over here covered in slime when he was killed here? Yeah. You know? And also, Harry, Harry's going to get after arrested. I mean, it didn't pan out the way I thought it was going to, but I still think it's going to backfire finding the shell casing and using the yeah. shell casing to say, oh, look, it was shot from over there in the trees, which is our territory, so I get the body back. Like, I feel like ultimately that's going to backfire. Like, somehow that that piece of evidence is going to get fingerprinted, and after this fingerprint is going to be all over it. Yeah. And... You know, I think that that they really – Everybody always underestimates Deputy Liv, and so so Deputy Small Brown, whatever her name is from the next town, she's really good in no nonsense. But I feel like Liv yeah. is really, you know, she, she has some good instincts. She figures stuff out, and she's a risk. Liv's another one that needs Plus, to be told you know, the truth. Oh yeah, well she's figuring it out, right? Like so, they've had their memories wiped, the two of them. But, but she's, well, yeah, but she's figured that out, Mike. But hers is Mike, like yeah. they already figured it out, and and she called. She called the alien hunter, who is Terry O'Quinn, yeah. right? Yep. Um, We're going to see him again at some point. And she, like, she's going to start putting all of it together, I think. I mean, sure it is. Sure it is yeah, putting we've, it all together. And we've been, we've been saying that for a while. Oh, I felt so bad when she made the phone yeah. call, and they were like, yeah, like, like, basically she got, like, the the voicemail and was like, thank you for your interest. Goodbye. You know, like, like totally just disregarded. So she's kind of yeah. still on her own. Yeah, she's still yeah. on her own. Yeah, she's going to, I think, put him in his place when he shows up. Uh, eventually, she'll have already yeah. figured it out, um, I think. And, you know, uh, so I agree with you. Liv, ha- Liv has to be told. She probably won't be. Liv will probably figure it out. And then she's going to have all this sort of, like, conflict because of what we know from her childhood yeah. and, you know, Harry and, being a and friend, you know, I guess. I think the show would be even more interesting if, if the main cast all knew. Darcy would be totally down with it. I think Mike oh, yeah. 
Mike, Mike, I, I would be the one. Mike, Mike, and the mayor would be the ones that wouldn't know what to do with it. I think Mike would be like, okay, and just kind of leave, leave it at that, and kind of like always be watching mm-hmm. type of thing. Um, the mayor flips out, um, and and his wife Kate has to talk him down. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. live uh, again, like you said, liberty com- conflicted. But I just, I don't know. I almost feel like the dynamic of the show would be better if everybody knew. <laughs> yeah, like I just, mean that might be coming, right? That point is that happens on all I, shows. I, I like kind of hope so because be read in, right? Because this is the first episode that I really I, I thought about you because like this is the first episode you know that end, ended with Harry is the first time I was like, oh my god, Karen's right. He is the worst. He really is the worst part. Is he the worst? Harry's the worst. He is. Harry's like, so a lot of times bad. I, under, I understand, you know, certain things and it works or anything, but this was just, I did not like that at all. Like, I, I just see, you know, you see Jay sitting on the steps all sad, and I'm like, that dumb son of a bitch. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh. And why would, you know, and not for nothing. And he's, and he's so clueless. Like, why can't he do the autopsy on his own? Why does he need Asta in there knowing that this whole thing bothers her in the first place? Because he's wholly selfish and self-centered. He did not do that. Well, yeah, exactly. For Asta. Yeah, he true. did not erase <laughs> Asta's memories for Asta. No, no, it was all for himself. And it's not just. I mean, I, yes, I felt like you did. I felt so bad for Jay sitting there and being stood up by by her mother. But it's. I'm gonna feel really bad for Asta when she realizes she missed this, right? Oh yeah. Um, and well, yeah, of course. It. I, I, as you said, she's going to figure it out pretty quick. She's sorry, um, back. But that's going to be devastating for her that she finally was making progress with her daughter, and now Jay's yeah. so mad at her. And that whole storyline is going to annoy the shit out of me. <laughs> it's yeah. really going Harry's to piss me off. Harry is the worst, and he hasn't really grown a lot. He's grown some, and as Jamie said, he's growing. And I think Jamie's. One of you guys said he's growing, not quickly enough, but he's growing. Yeah. But he needs to, he might, uh, uh, he needs can't to hurry say, up. but he might grow You know what it is? He's in a, we, we look at him as an adult, and he's, he's actually, like, maturity-wise, he's younger than the kids. Oh, he's a baby. Yeah. He's you know? like a three-year-old, right? Yeah. Maturity-wise? Yeah. Yeah. And that's and that's why he's so selfish and doesn't know how to deal with you know the emotions. Like I think that's part of the problem. We can't look at it in that you know. While I just said that, I still don't see that because you know you've got an adult standing there. He's a grown man's body, but he's a five-year-old man. And remember, now he has a kid too. Well, it's not his kid, but I mean a kid. Um, So I guess we'll have to wait and see. How what age the kid acts? Oh, because real real Harry had a daughter who came to visit last season. No, yeah. no well, no, I didn't mean. Oh that. yeah. I meant the little alien. You talk about the alien. Oh, you mean the you alien, alien baby? Oh, you mean the alien babies out there? Yeah, Goliath's yeah, yeah. Goliath's yeah. baby is out there. Not for nothing. Yeah. I thought he inter. I thought he interacted really well with Harry's daughter. I actually enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah. I actually thought yeah. that made him. That, yeah, I thought that actually did. made him a little better. But no, no, the alien baby. No, he only. And the funny thing is, he only cares about the alien baby, so it can latch back onto his face, so he can get the rest of the message. Right. <laughs> true. Right. I mean, he doesn't really. Very true. Yeah. 
I mean, you know, Jamie, we were saying when you were away that, like, to me, the alien baby is kind of the least important, the least interesting part of the story right now. Like, I should probably care about, like, aliens coming to annihilate us. But the alien baby was only in the last moments of the episode, right? Um, yeah. And it's far less interesting. You'll see it again. So, um, uh, yeah, fair enough, we will, but it's far less interesting right now than yeah. all this going on with Aston and Harry. Yeah. Yeah, well, sometimes, yeah. The, obviously, the human storylines are what you want to, what you want of to course. be good, though, to some extent. I mean, you want the yeah. comedy, but you need the character development, so that's yeah. not, um, of course. yeah. Yeah. So, all right, well, I, we could probably all wrap right. that up, maybe, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, right, what's next? Sandman, Sandman or Lock and Key? Jamie, your call. Uh, let's do Lock and Key first. I should be here. I highly doubt that Simon and uh, Sophia are going to grace us with their presence. <laughs> I could be wrong. I'd be happy to be okay. wrong, but I don't Fair think enough. So, I'll probably be here. Okay. If they do show up, I do need to go. Um, so sorry about okay. that. I apologize. I just haven't seen it as I can. But, um, but yeah. Uh, we're doing what the first two? I I have no clue which is yeah. what episodes you're gonna have to. I'm sorry. I I know I suck with that, but um, the wedding. Okay. It's, it's we'll, episode two is the what? It's the wedding. Was the wedding? So oh, okay. Yeah. So then they Don't already found the, the um the time shift. <laughs> time travel key. I do remember that. that yeah. Episode. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Episode one really um, is the snow globe. Episode two is the wedding and the time shift key. Remind um, me. This, this is what what I need to know. Remind me what happened. What, how far the story with the time shift key went? Because that will tell me what okay. happened. Bodhi goes yeah. back in time. Okay. Go ahead, AJ. Go ahead. You go. Explain it, AJ. I was just gonna say he goes. He goes back in time. Talks to Duncan. Um, and then the timer. His the the timer goes off just as his dad is about to walk through the door. And then, okay, okay. and then, and then, and then, present okay. present Duncan takes the key away from him. But he also goes back in time, and he meets Benjamin and the sister, and and and, yeah. uh, and they have the box. So after Kevin Duran, who's whatever red coat name he has, break after he and this guys break in the house, and and they find they find Bodie's book where he's drawn ill. Helpfully has an entire book about all the keys with pictures and everything, and they find out where they're stored, right? And they're trying to break in when um, when Tyler and Kinsey like stop yeah, them. Writing down all and, your secrets is not necessarily the smart. I mean, I get why he did it, but at the same time, you know, yeah. It doesn't always, so we do see the part where like where Bodie's like, oh, I went back in time like and I saw our ancestors book. have this magic box where they keep the keys. So where it leaves off is they have to find the key. To the box where they want to store and the box. Or no, they have the box. They yeah. find the box in the basement. They find the box in the basement. They need to find the key. That's where that lets off. Yeah. That's where we are. So I have I have feelings. Why don't you guys tell your feelings first? Because I always have like angry feelings. Go ahead, Jamie. You know, I I liked it. I I did take a little bit of time getting back into it. I feel like, but maybe it's just because it's been a while. Um. I mean, I, I liked it. I think that it starts moving more once the next part with, and, and it's aired, so I say anything, I'm not going to, it's not like they're going to kill me, but um, the the part that's coming up with the time shift key, I think, is what kind of moves the story forward, and that's when it gets more interesting with what's going on. That's what I'll say. 
Um, this one, these ones were more, you know, to set up and bring them back. But because um, we saw what we saw the snow globe and her get him out of the snow globe and everything. Yeah. Because I feel like that episode was a little bit more of like a one-off, like with that key. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't necessary. Yeah. Necessarily. Well, it was because those girls, I guess, are sort of part of the storyline because they came with. Um, I can't think of his name, but Kevin Durant's character. So I guess in that class they are. But but what happened with that key per se was more like a one-off. They but, actually um, reminded me a lot of. Duncan they, finally got his wedding. That was nice. Um, was it integral to the story? Not necessarily, but. Yeah, but it does. Oh, it was. It was. It was. It was a nice. It was a nice event, and it was integral to the story because they got everybody out of the house, so that the redcoats could search the house for the keys. There's, that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, and also, they we saw the plant key being used too because I don't think we. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, they had those, those memory things before, so I guess we did use it, but I couldn't really think it. They used the plant key she also, to make all the. Flowers for the wedding, yeah. Right, right, right. So AJ, I have some, I have some things on my mind. AJ, why don't you tell us what's on your mind? So, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, I found myself glad this is the final season because. Season one and season two, it was a whole, you know, it, it was a completed story. And now we have a whole new story with the captain, which was set up at the end of last season. Um, and I just feel like it's an added on story. You know, and I granted, I know it's part of the comics. Actually, I think it's a one-off or a spin-off story that they're doing now that was, was in the comic. Um well, it got but him. I haven't. I, got, I think without him, though, without his story last season, we wouldn't have gotten some of the backstory, though. So, like, I right. Well, what I'm, I, I, yeah, no, I know. I'm, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, had they ended last season with nothing about him being in the present, coming and back, they just ended yeah. the season two, right. I would have been okay. I would have been okay because you know it was a complete story. And now it's just like a whole new story that we're gonna have resolved by episode eight. I think there are. Um, yeah, there's... You know, so I'm happy for that. It's like, uh, you know, um, the Tyler storyline is heartbreaking. Um, you, know, I, I, yeah. you know, I get why he went away. I get why he doesn't want to remember and everything. And I completely forgot that the mother, when she drank, was able to see, see the magic. I completely forgot about yeah, that until it happened with Tyler in this episode. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And then, you know, you know, I thought it was so, so bad when he was... Uh, when he had the flashes of um, what's her face? Jackie. I forget her name now. Jackie. Thank Jackie. You. Um, so yeah. So I think I mean the Tyler storyline. I think it's going to be very interesting. Um, but like I don't know, like I, I maybe like Jamie said. I just having trouble getting back into it. Um, you know, it's, and, and is it just me? But I feel like the mom is obsessed with the keys. Like, she was so obsessed with that snow globe. She's like, it's got to be magic. I guarantee there's something. I know it. It's got to be magic. And, and then they go and find the key. And she's like, I was right. You know, like, I don't know. She just seems very, very 
well, it could just be the way they're well. playing it or whatever. Or it's or it's fresh yeah, exactly I should say, or it's fresh and new to her. So she, you know, so she you know, she didn't experience it as a teenager. I feel like if so. I found magic keys, I would be kind of excited too. So I'll give her that. Yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, you know what? You're probably. <laughs> so I, I kind of like they're used to be to fair. It. <laughs> I don't know. So Karen, what were your issues? Because you know, I, I can well, tell Karen has issues. But go ahead. I always have issues. So, so same thing with the mother about the keys. On the one hand, it's new to her. On the other hand, wouldn't after what they've been through, shouldn't she be a little scared and wary? And isn't it her job as the parent to? Oh my God, Alyssa, shut up, Alyssa. Um, isn't it her job to to save her to safeguard her kids? I felt like in both episodes, I wanted to smack the mother and especially Bodie, who should know better than to be. Oh, look, here's a key. Let's stick it in the keyhole and see what it does. Like, what the hell? Like, have you learned nothing from the last two seasons that when you find a key, yeah. they can be unpredictable? Like, when Bodie, like, was, like, sticking that key in the clock, and I was like, oh, it's obviously time travel, right? And the wedding is starting in 10 minutes, and I was like, oh, my yeah, God, everyone. I, I agree. Quiet. I was thinking I was the same like, thing. Bodie, and I thought the mother was equally irresponsible. Now, I did think the mother was pretty great when she found that, I forget what the mirror key is called, but when she was able to imprison the two witches I think it's called the mirror, mirror key. And then no, I was in. like, okay, Nina, I was like, Nina's learned a lot about the keys and she's figuring stuff out, but I just felt like both Nina and the mother, I was like, both, both the mo- Nina and Bodie, I was like, really? You find a key, so let's just like stick it in the snow globe, let's just stick it in this clock, right? Like, I don't know, it seemed like they should know better. And you know, Bodie um, was like, let's my sister first before we do this. He was the only yeah. one that had brains in that sense. She was like, no, yeah. we don't need to wait for her. Yeah, you know yeah. it's so bad. I mean, yeah, no, I agree. Issue... Go ahead. You agree. I was just going to say, I, I, I agree about when he stuck it in the clock, I was like, let's not play with this until we get other people around because, right? you know, <laughs> it's not a good idea. Yeah. Hello, and of yeah. course, they went into mm-hmm. And I like, I mean, I mean figure... it's only the first time we've seen it, but I like, mm-hmm. I think, I feel like this, this time travel key might just be about visiting and not actually changing anything. Like, right. you visit the past and see things, but nothing's going to come of it because of what Duncan said when he said, do you remember us being there? And he's like, that's not how it works. Right. Kind of yeah, like the ghost key where... Me. Where you can like or at least go and visit the point. Let's do it that way. Well, with the ghost key, when you visit the ghost world, you could actually get locked in there. But it does seem like the yeah. time travel key does seem like a visit, and when your time runs out, you go back. Now you have the ability with the clock to set your time longer, right? But um, mm-hmm. I, I'd like to. I can't, I'm looking forward to seeing the backstory when when Duncan's like it doesn't work like that. It's too unpredictable. You can't have this key. Like there's a story there that we I hope we'll get to. Oh see. yeah. That Duncan Duncan obviously used it, um, and yeah. to bad effect, right? So I want to see that. Um, my major issue with what we've seen is that I don't like the villain. I I just think Captain Captain Redcoat. I don't know his name. I can't remember his name. Captain <laughs> Redcoat and his henchmen. I don't remember his name. That works. Kevin Durand. Actually, so I don't like Kevin Durand in this. Like Kevin Durand plays an excellent villain. Um, 
he's usually I love to hate him. He's very hateful, right? Um, yeah, but this, this I don't, isn't as great. I agree. I don't. I don't like him in this role. Well, and I don't like. Well, he wasn't a villain in the strain, but he was a villain oh, in Lost. And, oh, I'm yeah, in Lost. I'm getting mixed up. He was a villain in Lost, and he was a villain in uh, uh, some other stuff that I've seen. Him in. Anyway, I was thinking he was the bad guy, but anyway. Anyway, um, I don't like this villain. I don't think that there is well defined. His motivation is not really that well developed. Like, yeah, he was there and got himself purposely shot, whatever, but really, like, his hatred for the locks, Benjamin Locke and the locks, is a little, like, well, he's like, oh, they, they're they arrogant and they think this. Let me finish. Let me finish. Um, yeah, no, I know. I, and I feel like his, actually, it reminds me a lot. Of, I know it's set in colonial times, but, like, do you ever see this movie, The Patriot with Mel Gibson and Jason Isaacs? Yeah, this Jason guy. Isaacs. Yeah. Right? Who just hates Mel yeah. Gibson, like, on principle. He just hates him for, like, no reason. He just hates him and wants to persecute his family, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like Kevin Durant's character just hates the locks for whatever reason. I mean, he's also a demon now or whatever. But I just feel like he's – I also feel like he – I'm like, oh, my God, Kevin Durant, why did they let you put this makeup on you? They're making you look so bad. Um, <laughs> but he – I don't know. He and his henchmen just don't – they don't make sense to me. They don't have a good motivation, good definition, and I miss Eden a lot. Eden <laughs> is a good and I was waiting for you a break because I miss her too. When I saw her laying at the bottom of the well because I forgot she was down there, yeah, I, I was like, they've got to bring Eden back. They cannot not have Eden. She's not dead. <laughs> She's just laying what at the bottom of the well. <laughs> I guess ahead, understand. Jenny. I was just going to say the one thing I didn't, I guess, not that I didn't get it, but I didn't think about it, is like he was a demon and like and he's mad at them because of what they did to the demons, I guess. That's what I get at. I mean, that's not really for that. Just, I didn't understand, didn't get that until later, I guess. Like they do, I guess, explain a little bit more, but I don't know. I Wait, he's, that. <laughs> I mean, the other two guys are echoes. He's right. a Mormon. It's not just that he's right. like, I guess right. he's an echo because the demon used an echo. At least that's what I got out of it. Like he's supposed to be one of the key, not keys, but the stuff they use to make the keys. At least that's what I right. understood. Well, he got the, the whisper. It's called the whispering iron. And remember, he purposely yeah. when he was by the portal and he saw the whispering iron shooting those guys, he purposely stepped in front of it. He made himself. He let himself get shot with the whispering iron. To turn himself. Right. right. I mean, the thing that came back is the whispering iron. Like, it's using his body, and I guess he's sort of partially sentient with it, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess. I don't know. That guy, but it's supposed to be the demon. I mean, I got finally got that, but I guess I didn't pick up on that right away, or I didn't. I forgot it. One of the yeah. I mean, he's a little weird also, because, like, we saw Dodge, who... You know, Dodge changed bodies, took over people's bodies. Dodge never looked like a fat, old, bloated colonial soldier who never changed their clothes, got dirty. Dodge never looked dirty, uh, despite wearing the same clothes for hundreds of years. And never, never, like, showed the demon face that Captain Redcoat has showed us, like, two or three times now, right? 
Mm-hmm. I, I feel like the rules have changed a little bit on what constitutes well, she's, even she's in Mexico. Maybe she cared more than him. Maybe he doesn't care. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. a little bit without explaining it to us why he's a little yeah. bit different um, and his to me his motivation is weak uh, and he seems to know a lot like it kind of bothered me that he comes to life and has no question about anything and these other two guys are like I mean you died in the Revolutionary War and you wake up and he's like by the way you lost the war and this and that and blah 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 and they're very like what? But the Kevin Durant character seems to like, he actually used some, I forget what it was, I wanted to write it down for you guys. He used some slang that I was like, really? You're from 1778. <laughs> yeah. Um, they explain a little bit, but not very much. <laughs> That's why I'm like, I, yeah. So I got to, so in short, I'm kind of with AJ that I'm not sure why this season is happening, except that it is part of the comics. It does. I haven't read it like AJ. It might get a little better. I'm glad to see the kids. The Tyler storyline is fantastic right now, right? Um, uh-huh. But the, to me, the villain is the weak point, and the villain has to be good. Like, I didn't like Gabe that much, but Gabe became a good villain by the end of it when Gabe became Dodge, right? And, uh-huh. and yeah. Oh, well, he was Dodge. Like, <laughs> Yeah, he was. But when we learned, when we learned the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess I would rather see, like, at the end of last season, Eden had a plan to use Captain Redcoat to her advantage, right? And that went yeah. sideways on her, and now she's in the well. I assume she would be called out of the well eventually, but I, I just feel like a storyline so. where awesome. she's using him. But I feel like she makes the villain storyline better. And she would provide a through line that it wasn't 100% new villain. There would be a, a connection yeah. to last season a little bit right. later. Yeah. Uh, Amy's quiet. Yeah, because I don't know if you want me to tell you whether or not she comes back. So no, just be I don't want you to tell me. I want you to agree that she would make it better, but don't tell me what No, happened. she would. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Um, she was funny, too. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Well, um, I my, I was just going to say my interview with Connor's up. Um, I have to oh. put up Aaron yet. I'm sort of behind on some things. I'm trying to get them all up because uh, I cool. still have Sandman stuff to put up. But um, Aaron's interview will be up soon, too. So Great. Okay. So people can check that out. Oh, oh can we just point so. out that um, the young actress, Amelia Clark, who plays uh, – who plays Kinsey, she sang in this episode. You know that's really her, right? Yes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot. Yep. I don't know if you guys saw ever saw Coda, where she, you know, the Oscar-winning film that she was in. I remember in. you talking about um, it. Which it, she sings, I mean, it's all about her singing in that movie. Um, and so when she sang, I was like, oh, yeah, she was in Coda. Yeah, she was great. That's really her singing. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Actually, Artie was going to Google it. And he's like, he goes, oh, got to Google, see if it's really her. And I'm like, it's got to be. Because what's the point of having her sing if you're going to have somebody else sing for her? Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's totally well, yeah, her. Right? It sounds like her. <laughs> yeah, it does yep. sound like her. Yeah. All right. She was in yep. All right. Want to move on to Sandman? Yeah. Sandman. What'd you guys think? I love the show. Three and four. <laughs> Three and four. I, I so. like these two episodes. Oh, I already talked about the beginning. I forgot you did. 
we talked about one and two last week. We're on three and four. So yeah. this is the episode with, with um, Johanna Constantine was episode three, and Yay. John Russell slash D was episode four. Okay. Okay. The introduction to um, him. Okay. John D. Yeah. Yeah. So the episode where 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 there's the episode where more where Dream has to go to hell to reclaim his helm, and then the other half of that episode is John D. Yep. Um. Uh, I really liked it. So I didn't talk about it last week. I wasn't here. I really really liked the show. No, so I'm gonna good. go. I'm gonna go get the comic books. Um. I just gonna say the one thing I thought the one thing that was cool is that you're you're minding when you said it. I liked the um thing with hell where they kept like battling with like one thing beat the other. I thought that was kind of cool. I don't know. It was different. How the way they did yeah, their, cool. their sort of fight. Um, well, my, my only complaint is I wish it was Tom Ellis, but I understand why it isn't. Um, that's my only complaint. Um, and this one has Joanna Constantine, not Lady Joanna, right? The previous, yeah, the previous yeah, episode Joanna Constantine. Joanna Constantine. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I guess originally, see, I don't know because I don't know the story, but I guess that character would have, is, is that the character that's in the comics, or is that was that Constantine and they replaced him? That character is John Constantine, so, all right. right? Okay, so in the in the comics, in the past, there's a Joanna Constantine, okay? John Constantine is who ha- John Constantine has his bag of sand in the present. Um, okay, that's what. I- so because because Dream even says when she, when he finds out that Joanna Constantine has his his sack, he says, "I knew a Joanna Constantine once." And so mm-hmm. she's not the, you know because so I was like, "Oh, I wonder how they're going to do this and now." I found out. So she's not the same. She's not the same. Joanna Constantine. She's she's an ancestor. Um, or descendant, and she no, I think, shares I think the same name. Shares the same name. She's a descendant think, from Lady Joanna, but she, in the comics, yes. it was John Constantine. Not there was no right. Joanna. Yes, present, yes. Yes. not present, but they've converted what? her. They've converted okay, John. Okay. They converted John Constantine to a female character for the show. Yeah, they gender swapped. Yes. Yes. Which was another. I don't know if that was to make it different or that was because they didn't want to bring the comic or bring the DC show. I know the answer. I actually, I actually read about it two days ago. Apparently that was another, that was another Neil Gaiman gender swap. Um, Cause he wanted to make the show as inclusive as possible. So it was his idea. It was Gaiman's idea to, to do it. Yep. Crap. I got to go. <laughs> Talk and I could talk okay. for a couple more minutes, but Terry, Terry Cruz is coming in. I'm going to have to talk to him for a minute. Um, but anyway, um, so what was I going to say? Uh, I really liked, I don't know, I really liked this show. Um, it made me think of the Constantine movie, too. Um, and I think it was Neil Gaiman I thought was, was interesting, though. He said that he thought uh, Jenna was, oop, i got to go, um, that Jenna was uh, better than Keanu Reeves. It's Constantine. Well, well, that's because I mean, okay, out, of, be that's out of all the characters that have played that character, Keanu Reeves is the worst. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's I, not I gotta great say, um, no, that's not a good movie. And we'll be back um, in a few minutes. I'm next, okay? 
Okay. Okay, Jenny. You, you um, up and we'll talk to you soon. You um, um, didn't watch Legends of Tomorrow, but John Constantine was featured the past couple of years. And let me tell oh, you, yeah? Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan, who there was a short-lived Constantine show on, I want to say NBC, maybe it was Fox. It got canceled after one season. Um, but the part, uh, the actor who played on Matt Ryan had cameoed in other shows as Constantine. And over the last couple, I think it was, I want to say the last four seasons of Legends of Tomorrow, he was on it as Constantine. And he was great. He's like the best that's ever done the role of John Constantine. Constantine. I mean, he literally, Matt Ryan literally looks like he walked off the pages of the comic book. <laughs> yeah. So. How did you like, and John Constantine, how did you like Jenna Coleman? Go ahead. Oh, she, did, Go oh, ahead. she was fine. Sure. You know, I, I was just going to yeah. say, um, just for clarification for anybody out there that doesn't know, and if you don't know, Constantine is a DC character. He's not a Neil Gaiman character. There were certain there's there were some DC characters that cameoed in the first stories of uh, mm-hmm. of Sandman. Yeah, so Constantine was just like a guest star. It wasn't right. it, Constantine is not a Gaiman character. He's not originally created. So by he Gaiman. brought him in from oh. other. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Batman even Batman even showed up in a panel on one of the comics. Yeah. Yeah. And Superman um, was and alluded to. Of course, to. they've erased all that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but no, she did not. It was. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, a lot. You know, a lot of the gender swaps and everything. It, it doesn't. Cha- it doesn't change the story, at all. No. It, you know. So I mean, it's like you know. It doesn't really change anything. I, I thought. Um, what you call it was great as Lucifer. Um, uh, Gwendolyn Christie. Um, I thought and Gwendolyn here, here's was one fantastic, thing. right? And here, and here's something about that scene. Um, in the comics, he actually battles the demon whose name I'm blanking on right now. But the demon that had the mask is who he actually battle does the battle of wits against. They yep. changed it to Gwendolyn Christie just because because that a lot of people you know in internet land are like, oh they. Because it was Gwendolyn Christie, they made that dire wolf line for her and everything. And I'm like, and I'm like, no, that's actually literally no, the line no, from no, the comic was about the dire wolf. Yep. They gave, they had him do the battle of wits against Lucifer because of that line. Right. That's why they switched right. did that's the what switch. Launched. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I, I knew that. I read that. The internet. So I, I read. Um, <laughs> I've read Nocturnes and Pros of Nocturnes. Sorry Nocturnes, about Pros, that. Pros of Nocturnes. Right? I am muted. Sorry which, about that. I'm back. Which takes us up through all okay. that. Um, yeah. Yeah, she's done. Um, and so I had seen all of that, and I knew that part. Um, I mean, I think what I've read takes you up through the whole story of the Ruby, pretty much. Um, but I, I thought Gwendolyn Christie was a really good uh death a really good death I, you know lucifer morning star whatever they call her i thought she was really good um i thought that swap worked well you know love Gwen, we all love Gwen on christie she's a fantastic actress she's a she's a great presence um she i love the way she is so physically different from dream like he's he's so 
dark. He's so emo, right? He's all dark with his Robert Smith hair and his like his little boots and all. And although she's although she presides over like hell, she she she's a blonde and very light skinned, and she's she's imposing physically, and she's not like she's not like hiding under like she's just the opposite of the dream. Um, of of what the yeah. guy who plays her is named who plays you I forget his name right now who he's fantastic also but I I love the casting because they're so physically and charismatically different character different actors I thought worked really well. <laughs> well, um, it's funny. It's funny too, as you've seen in the comics. Um, I mean, aside from the gender swap, that's exactly what Lucifer looks like in the comic too. He's he's blonde and pale-skinned yeah. and, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. very he different opposing yeah. forces. Um, mm-hmm. And speaking of other well-known names, I've got to say, I love, I knew I knew he was doing the voice, but actually hearing the voice come out of the crow of Patton Oswalt, it is so perfect. Oh, oh, because Raven. it's Not the type, you know, yeah. like reading, when reading the comics, in my head, that is the type of voice I heard with Matthew. Like, you know, like just that Patton. I, like, I never pictured Pat. you know, thought of Patton Oswalt when I was reading the comics. Because probably when I originally read it, I yeah. didn't know who Patton Oswalt was. But, but it was just that <laughs> type of voice. Like, that, 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 that type of, that perfect type of snarky kind of, I don't know, just, just Patton Oswalt's voice is very distinctive and perfect for certain things and being the voice of Matthew was absolutely perfect. <laughs> I kind of like it. Jamie, Jamie, mute yourself. Mute yourself, Jamie. Um, Sorry, I'm fine. I, I just... Oh, you're back. I, um, yeah, I, yeah, I got I it. I just was getting it up. I don't know if you have noticed, AJ, that the the decision to cast Patton Oswalt is getting a lot of criticism online. A lot of people of course it is Patton Oswalt as the Raven. I wonder if that's mostly coming from people who are not familiar with the graphic novel. While I don't necessarily think he's as perfect as you do, I think it's a very good I think that's kind of who Matthew is, right? Like Matthew like, okay, Jessamine you meet Jessamine. I think maybe people who met Jessamine in the first episode and then they meet they meet Matthew, maybe that's what throws them. Like people who aren't who think the Ravens are whatever. Like almost everyone else in the entire series that we've seen so far has this very sort of low and slow and mellifluous and talk? melodic kind of voice, right? Yeah, Jessamine the, the Raven talk, talk? yeah. Did she? I don't remember. I wonder if they asked. If he did, they might have added it after because I don't remember Jessamine talking. Okay. But it just might not rate, have been. Anyway. Every single people in the entire show so far has sort of a very low and, you know, mm-hmm. very calming and, and smooth and seductive and whatever kind of voice. And then there's Pat Mount Matthew being like, rah, 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 rah. Now, I it's think he's great. Like, like, I mean, I. I also, AJ, from reading the comic, agree with you that it, it's a much, it's a really, it's a good casting. I don't love it. it his voice has a quality that I'm like, he's putting a spike into my brain, right? Um, but I like him. And, you know, Matthew has just died, and he's very confused, and he's not like one of these denizens of the realm or whatever. I think it's good. I like him. 
Well, that's the thing. Ravens Ravens were were human, and, and, you know, like you said, he Mm -hmm. just died, and he's kind of, you know, but it's, it's, like, I mean, you know, I mean, could there be somebody out there that could have been cast better than Patton Oswalt? Absolutely. But it would have to be somebody that, that, that same type of energy and voice, like. Right. Like, Gil, they could have cast Gilbert Gottfried and it would have had that same type yep. of perfectness. Yeah. <laughs> of course, of course, hearing yeah. Gilbert Gottfried do do a raven, I, I just hear Yago the whole time probably, so maybe that wouldn't have worked. But <laughs> Right. So I like yeah. that every time he speaks, I can almost see, like, Dream's eye twitching a little bit, right? He's like, oh, <laughs> Dream's always a little like, Get away from me. Um, and and, you know, given that the entire, I don't know about the entire Sandman series, but the part that, the beginning part that I'm familiar with, is sort of this, like, dream having this existential journey and learning things and maybe changing or appreciating humans a little bit differently. Like, Matthew, at, you know, the, he's introduced immediately as a very human presence next to dream. Mhm. Mhm. I mean whether however that plays out remains to be seen in this show and you know, we don't talk I haven't anyway, yeah, I kinda liked him. I I I liked the so we skipped kind of over the Johanna you know, Constantine thing, which I really liked also and we should maybe talk about it a little bit. But Oh yeah. Right? We skipped We're that entire thing. But before we get there, I liked the entire sequence in Hell. It looked fantastic. I mean, we can't talk enough about how great the series looks and how much money they're spending. And it was real, too. Um, which I think is... Oh, they really went to Hell? They really went to Hell? Yeah, they really went to Hell. I mean, it wasn't digital. It was all practical. Filmed on location they in Hell. Most of the show was practical. Awesome. Um, which really... So, um, yeah. Talk about it in the yeah, interview. I mean, it looks great. I love how the the there were like souls that were part of the masonry and part of the trees and all that. Can like you, the, the concept you of hell was one thing to me if you've read it because there's one thing I didn't understand. Okay, I get that whoever that woman was in prison or in hell, sorry, not prison, oh. was someone that he was with previously. But why did he mm-hmm. look different? Like, what was with him shape-shifting? I, I didn't understand why he looked different. Um, all right. So here's the thing. I could explain that to you and everybody listening to us, but if they haven't read the comics, it might be a spoiler because I feel like the fact that they addressed it <laughs> means that it's probably going to come up again. In the, oh, wait. Oh, but yeah, you've seen the whole no, series. I've so. seen it. It's not. It's not. You've seen it, and it didn't come up. All right. No. Just that little bit is all that it's in it. And all I, right. I just short, I short version. All right, short version. Ex girlfriend that pissed him off, and that's how he looked when she met him. Right, but why does he change his face? Was is what I'm asking. Can you because that's what because that's what he looked like when she met him. But Jamie's asking, how is it possible for him to look different? He's showing I think. I don't. Yeah, why? Right. Exactly. Like, obviously, at some point, he switched faces. Was it because was it because he was in pain after? I mean, there had to be a reason or a, something that happened. Oh well, he switched no, faces because, because that's, that's how... the face she knows him, and and she yes. did not recognize. No, no, no. Dream. I mean, why did he, he switch from that? Life. 
that person to the way he looks now is what I'm asking. No, 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 no. Jamie, 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 you're misunderstanding. No, Jamie, hold on, hold on. You're misunderstanding. The way Dream looks now is how Dream always looks. When he went to her, he changed his face. He changed his face when he went to her. He looked like he does now, then changed his face when he met her, and then went back to his normal look. Was there a reason? Because she's like she's because she's of the first people, and seeing somebody that looks nothing like you come, seeing somebody that looks nothing like you coming walking up to you. That makes sense. Okay, that's what I was trying to get at. I didn't understand why. Yeah, it's not like nowadays in the in the twenty first century where all kinds of different looking people are all around you all the time, right? Black people, white people, different people, all kinds of people. But because they were the first people, they all were like you know, um, had not, they all, I don't want to say they all look the same, but she, there was not a lot of diversity around them. Right. That makes sense. Got it. But yeah, that was just, they brought in, because I tried looking some of it on Wiki, but I didn't, you know, get enough, um, enough. No, you got to be careful about that. If you want to watch the second season, you got to be careful about that. Right. You don't want to. Yeah. Well, no, I just looked up about it. Was. But actually, I'm going to go read it. Yeah. So it's not really going to matter. I want to read it. I have to. Yeah. Once I have time, I have to actually um, have time. But I will. I mean, uh, other things I liked about this episode, I liked. Um, I liked. I mean, so I, I've read this whole part of the comics, but the way when Dream when Dream goes to hell, while he's well, he's one of the endless, and he has siblings, you know, destiny, death, whatever. Um, he's definitely not an equal to Lucifer, right? Like he goes to Lucifer's right. realm. And he's like, he's like, I'm coming in here without my, without my tools, without my helm, without my ruby. And I've been a guest before. I'm not a guest now. And he's very, like, a, like a, that played very well. I mean, what's his name? Tom Sturgis, Tom, the guy who plays the lead role. Yeah. Tom Sturgis. Tom no. Sturge. I don't know how you pronounce it. Sturge. Sturge. He's fantastic. Um, yeah. And he, I mean, he's fantastic because he, I mean, AJ, he looks almost exactly like the comic book, right? Um, but he, I mean, I think he's playing it very well also. I think he does a really good job the way he plays it. And I like the whole way he, I mean, there's so much to like about this episode. Um, I, I think the previous episode... The Constantine episode was a little more character developing for Dream, right? Jamie, how did you like mm-hmm. Jenna Coleman in this in this role? I liked her. Um, I thought her, <laughs> she had a, a funny accent at the beginning. I thought it was funny they changed her accent because I didn't know what she was going to sound like, but then it sounded normal through the rest of it. Um, yeah, I liked it. Like I said, I kind of it just made me go back to remembering what I knew from the movie from Keanu Reeves because that was kind of what I knew about Constantine. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I thought her character was sympathetic with what, you know, had happened to her. I mean, that's why she was not the nicest person. But I thought it was good. I would have liked to have seen more of her, but there's so many characters in this that they, you know, no, nobody seems to get a lot of, uh, most of them don't get a lot of screen time, which I understand. So. Well, there's some yeah, I mean, well, the whole point more, of, but... She's, she's not going to get a lot of screen time because, yeah, I mean, she's playing two characters, so you'll see her some more. Barely. But yeah, you don't get a lot of screen time because 
it's it's dream story, and the only reason that she's even there is because she has something he needs. So that's you know that's the extent of it. It's you know like Karen says, his existential story that he's going through. So she's just a means to an end for him. It's not something that's gonna linger. Yeah. And actually, it's funny because in the show. In the uh, just in the show, she actually was on screen more than John was in the comic because in the comic it was like he goes to John and he's like, "Hey, you have my bag," and John's like, "Okay, come on with me, I'll go get it," and and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So in the show, we got her backstory, which I thought was pretty cool. I mean, I thought it was pretty cool. We got the whole like thing with her and and her girlfriend. Um, and we got this whole bunch of like regret, character development, regret or whatever. I like so you know Jamie and I and most American viewers are familiar with Jenna Coleman, mostly from Doctor Who, but also she played Queen Victoria in the great BBC. BBC like did you watch Victoria? Any either of you guys? No, I didn't. the masterpiece nope. series Victoria, where where she she played Queen Victoria. Um, so, you know, I've seen her in these two roles that were much more demure than who she played in this. Um, I agree with you, Jay, yeah. that there was a, her accent was a little weird in the beginning, but um, after yeah, that, I and think the it was cursing and all, but, but once I got used to it, it was good. I thought she was pretty good in that whole, but, you know, I, also that whole backstory of hers plays into the part where Dream, you know, I don't want to say he, you know, he lets this woman die. Um, I don't want to say he euthanizes her, but he lets this woman, the woman has abused the sand, and she now unknowingly. is in like the dreamless, well, I mean, unknowingly, she didn't know what it was, but she became addicted to it. I thought it was much like somebody that's addicted to a drug. Um, not it intended. Was it's like somebody who gets addicted well, to a drug. But was she supposed to even know she was using yeah. it? I, I didn't quite yeah. get that. I thought, like, she didn't even know she had it. Why did she use it? Maybe that's... At that, that point, no. No, at, at, that, no, point, at that point, no. That she's in, she has no idea what anything is. She yeah, knew what I she was doing at first. So. She didn't purposely use it, is what I'm saying. Like, she didn't know she was taking a drug, so it wasn't her fault. At least that's how I took it. But I didn't read it, so I don't know. Well, I mean, it's, so whatever goes on in the comics, I felt the show played it as though it was a person who was addicted to a drug. And I felt the show was telling me that she was so broken up over losing Johanna that she used the sand to escape and became addicted to it and and. I mean, I thought that's what the show was trying to make a metaphor of. Yeah, I guess you could take it that way. I didn't know. I mean, it didn't really say what we're talking about. So I took it, too. About it. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's how you that took it also, AJ? That the show was making yeah. it like she was addicted to the sand because it was letting yeah. her dream, and then it went bad. Yeah, and that bad makes and bad. sense. Yeah. I just hadn't thought of that, but that does make sense. Um, and it was, you know, it was very interesting that, you know, dreams like, all right, 
I got Sam, we're out of here. And Johanna's like, what? What are you talking about? She's like, sick, we gotta help her. And he's like, whatever, you humans, whatever, I'm out of here. And like, she, forced, she like, asks him, convinces him to stay, and he, 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 he brings Rachel some. He Jamie, what are away. you doing? Sorry, I typed something. I was asking somebody a question. I had to ask. Sorry. She's rolling dice. Um, I'm rolling dice. Well, I threw the. It sounds like you're rolling dice, like you're gambling. No, I um, typed something. Sorry. I had to ask something. That was your keyboard. Um, but, you know, there's that moment for, like, that's the, it, this show is about dreams growth, and there's that moment where he, I guess, like, does he do it for, out of compassion for Rachel? I don't think so. He does it, I think, out of compassion no, I think for Johanna, right? Yeah, that would be my, yeah. I think that he maybe, I, I, I kind of have taken it that maybe he used to have more compassion, but that he's lost a lot of it since he was captured for a hundred years he's kind of because she even makes a comment of like you know not everybody is that guy that mm. i can't remember but you know what i mean the guy that captured him i feel like like he had more compassion and then being in the basement for a hundred years made him be like fuck all you humans you all suck yeah that's what i mean like he had to get that compassion yeah. back a little bit interesting idea um That's a good segue, Jamie, because we haven't talked about John D and how, like, there's this whole other part of the, of the episode where we haven't talked about how John gets out of the psychiatric hospital and he, Rosemary picks him up and takes him on this car ride and whatever. So I'd like to hear from Jamie, non-comic Jamie, what you thought about that when you saw it. Like, that whole... Um, story of those characters. Um, and also I mean, R.I.P. Joey Richardson. Before I saw the next episode, which we're not talking about yet, I didn't know whether to... It's kind of hard to tell whether he was good or bad or not, or a combination of the three. <laughs> <laughs> um, because, you know, I mean, I mean, he doesn't hurt her. He couldn't. And it's nice how he, like, gives her the, you know, the, the charm at the end. But... Um, yeah, I wasn't really sure what to make of him. And even after later, I, I still kind of feel like he's a, he's a sympathetic character because everything that happened to him was all brought on because of him having, at least my understanding is, he, like, the, the Ruby kind of made him a little nutty. Um, but, yeah, I didn't know what to think of him. Mm. I mean, I like David Stubus, but that was, that was my, main, my main thing is I just kept thinking about uh, – you know Harry Potter, but um, but yeah, um, I like the scenes in the car too with uh, with that with the woman and him. Uh, their kind of conversations that they had, but, so that's uh, but yeah, I didn't. It's an interesting take on it, AJ. What do you uh, have? You any comments? Um, I really enjoyed those scenes, John D. Um, it might be the storyline I'm I'm really waiting to like like this yeah. kind of sucks. Two two and a half episodes every week because I'm like I want to keep watching because <laughs> I the John D storyline I, I I really love the John I've always loved the John D storyline, um, but yeah I mean he's I don't want to say that he's your typical villain, but kind of kind of going well Jamie said in a way he's kind of sympathetic because of his life. Um, 
but he ha- he he's another one of those villains that's in the mindset that you know he's helping humanity. He's not doing anything wrong. He doesn't see where is a problem. You know, those people died. That was just an accident. You know, he didn't mean for that to happen. He has a better understanding now, and he's helping people. You know, it's just that whole mon- mindset of I'm not the bad guy. I'm the good guy. You know. But usually when somebody has to say there's a good guy, that means they're not. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's exactly what I'm saying. But it was done in such a, I mean, if you go back to what Karen said earlier and talk about how everybody's very, I don't want to say everybody's very monotone, but everybody's very evenly spoken and quiet. And and I don't know, I just, those scenes of the car, you know, I mean, they're sitting in a car. They're not going anywhere. They're not doing anything. I mean, it's just it's just a conversation, but it's a very it's very gripping listening to him because it's ironic because yeah. he's very honest, you know, yeah. and she doesn't realize well, how honest wow. he's being or what he's talking about. But it's just I I just I really like the way they did it. I thought it was pretty great. Yeah. So what about you, Karen? Well, I, I did too. I, I mean, I think David Thewlis, I mean, David Thewlis is great always. He's great in this role. I think he's really well cast. What a really good cho- I never maybe would have thought of him, but what a really good choice to cast David Thewlis yeah. in this role. Um, I loved his scenes with Jolie Richardson in the previous episode. Jamie, you know, we didn't talk to you last week, but I loved him in the hospital with Jolie Richardson. Um, I loved him, like, being a son to a woman. So, you know, in real life, Julie Richardson is two years younger than David Thewlis. She plays his mother, but because of the way they've aged, like I loved how they played that together. Um, and I love the scenes in the car also. And I think, um, I think they shot them really well, um, that they were not overly claustrophobic, but you had that sense of being in that room. And I love the way the character who plays Rosemary, the woman who's driving, you know, I love the way they play how scared she is and let, and yet her sympathy and connection to him, which is not a thing that you can really, like, on paper and through the dialogue, she shouldn't have sympathy. And yet they, I, I thought they did a really good job of playing that, like, thing you can't describe, like a connection yeah. I wanna that she had with him. Yeah. I was asking somebody else this, and it confused me a little. Go ahead. It always away. The Ruby, the Ruby kept her from aging. She makes a point of saying that. Um, yep. I take it that the Ruby also kept him from aging because no, he, no, 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 no. The Ruby, okay. The, the Ruby doesn't the keep thing. you from aging. The the amulet that she had did. She had the amulet. Remember, she so, she traded for the so amulet. How does? Because to me, this, this timeline does not make sense. Okay, that supposedly, what I understood from the timeline, because if you go by that kid that you met at the beginning that ended up an adult after, right? It was mm-hmm. I think ten years later, whenever John D's mother met, and I can't remember his name, but met the one that captured him, right? The well, father, Bertrand Russell. Okay, yeah, Burgess, yeah, okay. So it was 10 years later Burgess. when he met him, or met her. So when she had the baby, that to me means that he should have been 90 years old because Dream was captured for 100 years. So I don't understand how the timelines match up that he's not older. Um, I was very confused with that. 
I don't know if it's a mistake or it's something that is explained in the comic books or I misunderstood something. Um, yeah. She's about 116 <laughs> when she dies, right? But he's about something 60, like which How would make her... Yeah, he should have been like 90. But I don't know how long he was in the same asylum. I mean, they didn't say that. I mean, you oh, he's there because he killed people. Like he says when no, he's in the like, he was there. Right. That's oh, no, we, he could have been well, there you for, yeah. you know, 50 years. I don't know. But I'm just saying that part to me was confusing because he should have been old, should have been really old unless it kept – that's why I thought the ruby kept them both from aging. I misunderstood something. Because um, I was asking somebody else, and I know from what they said that he's like immortal in the comics, but that was not, I guess, explained there that I was so confused with. Not that it mattered, but it was just something that kind of stuck out to me. I was like, shouldn't he be old? Like, why is he not? So, yeah. I well, don't he's know. pretty old, but, I mean, it's, that's why they, Julie Richardson, the mother, so Edith Cripps, whatever her name is, she traded the ruby away for the amulet of protection, and that's what kept her young all those years. And so she right. appears to be, like... Right. Way she's younger. Like she's like over or whatever. She wasn't that yeah. old when she had him, so he should be, you know, up there in age. A lot older than David Sewers at any rate. Um, oh so yeah. yeah. So so like like at the time he was born, like on the outside she's in her forties when he's born, right? So I get what you're saying, right? She well, I don't think she's supposed to be in her forties. I figured she's more supposed to be in her twenties maybe. No. But when when yeah. The point but is, you could maybe the dream was captured for not for a hundred years, and she had the baby ten years in. He should be ninety. Like it just it doesn't match up, and it doesn't matter. It just was something that I just wondered. Why do you think she had that baby after ten years of of him being captured? Because whenever that okay, at the very beginning when we meet Sturgis's kid, that that's his son that he doesn't consider his son, whatever they. Fast forward to, I think, I'm pretty sure it was 10 years later, whenever he's, like, an, a young adult, whenever he first meets that woman um, that, oh, that ends yeah. up being John D's mother. So, and granted, I'm not saying she got pregnant instantly, but it didn't seem like it was supposed to have been years that passed. So, yeah. in my understanding, he should have been, like, 80s, 90s, something like that. So, I, I just wondered if there was a reasoning. All I don't right. know if it was. No. It doesn't matter. I just no. was curious. Okay. So, but he doesn't matter. I think it's just, it's just so. the casting of the show that, and just the way the show is playing out. It's not a thing that you need to worry about. Um, it's right. Like his mother had the simulator that protects him. Um, yeah. I. So he gets. So he he gets the amulet, right? He tra- He he has. There's an interesting part where he has somehow changed the ruby, which is crazy, right? Like it's it's dreams ruby. And yet somehow a human was able to cast a spell on it and change it for his own devices. Um, and he ends up trading the amulet for the ruby, which may or may not be a good decision in the end, right? Like the, yeah. the ruby makes dreams come true. The amulet makes nobody harm you. He trades it away or gives it away, really. Um, there's yeah. a whole part where he's, kind of a nice guy like there's this whole part and and jimmy you've seen the whole thing right and agent i have read yeah it, so we don't want to spill it but yeah you know, no, he says no. he has killed people he says i have killed people he says oh they're trying to they were trying to take my 
Ruby away from me. That's why I killed them. But he's very, he's a very creepy dude, right? And uh-huh. I don't think anybody believed that he only killed people who were trying to take his Ruby away, right? Like, he was he was in the psych ward, and, but his the, the most telling thing is that his mother was so, like, worried about him. Afraid of him. Like, almost. <laughs> but I loved, I loved the part, I loved the connection he had with Rose Murray, and she lets him go in the end, right? She doesn't just let him go. Mm-hmm. She's like, you need to ride before I let you go? Yeah, I know. She's like, I know I'm going to regret this, but you need to ride. Yeah, and that's why he liked her and why he gave it to her. I thought that was very interesting, but I definitely thought he wasn't sure how bad he is and if he's nuts. And Yeah, I mean, obviously that will be revealed. But, um, yeah, I still think he's sort of sympathetic regardless because, like I said, I think that the Ruby screwed him up. At least that's how I take it. It seems like he's being around it long enough. Did not do good That's things interesting. Too, so. That was I my thought, I mean, I thought in the first episode that we see him, and where he's talking to his mother and all that stuff, um, and when he later says what he's done, I don't know that they expect viewers to immediately understand that the Ruby may have corrupted him. I think. Well, I kind of assume supposed... since the sand corrupted, well, it didn't exactly corrupt her, but it screwed up. Johanna's girlfriend. I think you're very. Right? Kind of I think you're very perceptive, Jamie, and I think a lot of viewers might be like, "Oh, he's a run-of-the-mill serial killer." Yeah, yeah, it's kind of hard to tell. I think they anyway, they uh, played it really well, but yeah, that's how I. Yeah, think. that's great. You out there, AJ? Thoughts? Other than we're waiting. Sorry, I was, be- I, I was. I was. I was trying. I was trying to. I, no, I was. I was trying to help explain his age to Jamie because oh, I think there's some confusion on the, on the on the years and everything. So I was googling and I had myself muted while I did that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well I think the character is actually a problem. Also. <laughs> whoop, whoop! I need a plug. My phone is going to die pretty soon. I'll have to go out and get it in a minute. Yeah. I mean, one thing that. I mean, I love how they're developing that story separately, separate yeah. from the comic, but the way the show is developing that storyline where, where he escapes and he's got the ruby, then he's got the amulet, then he meets Rosemary, and how that's all going on separately from Dream. And we've seen Dream, like, his his first two, you know, retrieving the sand, one episode. He meets Johanna Constantine, he gets the sand, boom. Another episode, he's the helm. He meets, He goes to hell, he gets the helm, boom. Is he going to yeah, get the ruby back that easily? I mean, That's I know, we question. all know, we've seen it or read it, but for the average viewer, like, it does seem like it's going to maybe play out. Okay. It might not be so easy to get his last. I mean, we already tried. he already tried, right? In this episode, he tries to get the ruby, he touches it, and, like, boom, he, he can't get near it. He got knocked out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I'm so. curious, and, and this is not something that is explored in there in the show, but I am curious how he can change the ruby. Um, how how John changed the how, ruby? Yeah, like how he was able to do something. Um, really? I know that wasn't explained. He, hmm. Interesting. Well, 
Well, he says magic. He just says I use magic. He doesn't really explain it, but I think he says I use magic, right? Yeah. Something like that. Which isn't... Which we know how much Karen no. hates magic, so I'm surprised you're not complaining. No, you're yet. right. No, I hear... I hear you, Jamie. I get it. Like, it would be nice to see how he did it. Like, he just says, I use magic and I change it, so it only it only answers to me. And there's a moment where you're like, really? Because dream is of the endless, and you're just like a random human. Of course, another human just imprisoned him in a fishbowl for 100 years, so, I mean, point. magic, point. right? There's powerful magic, but, yes, I hear you. It would be nice to know exactly how he went around it, doing that. But well, it's not really that Karen, look at this way. You, you, you do know because you've read the comic. Yes, I do know. <laughs> there I do you go. know. <laughs> I'm just saying for the for Jamie and TV viewers, they yeah, no. know right now. Yeah. yeah, I'm kind of surprised they didn't. Uh, I mean, it's a simple, quick answer. I'm surprised they didn't touch yeah, on it. Yeah, it's not a thing that Jamie just like, missed James it. Yeah, to hold that is a little next next week. Surprising. Next, next week when we, when we talk about it, we're gonna be like, so Jamie, they did say it, you just missed it. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I don't remember seeing so. it. I mean, it, it's also possible things were changed since I've seen it, but I think pretty sure that what we got was the oh, final yeah. version. Sure. But. Yeah. But I'm rewatching. All right. I got my mom to watch it, so we're rewatching. Oh, good. So you'll right. watch any any final week. thoughts cool. on Sandman before we say goodnight to Jamie and no, Karen and I do AHS quickly? No. Um, I did want to, nope. before I hang up, I want to talk about Tales of the Walking Dead a little bit. Did you watch Oh, my God, Tales Karen? of the Walking Dead. Oh, my God, AJ, please let us do Tales of the Walking Dead. Do we have time on our show? Can you give us another few minutes? We'll extend it. Tales of the Walking uh, Dead. I totally forgot I watched it. Um. I just watched it like a couple hours ago. Uh, okay. First of six, right? First of six? Yes. All right. Jamie, have you watched all of them or just this one? No, I've watched two. Um, I like this right. one better. That's what I'll say. Um, all right. I liked it. I mean, it wasn't like the best one ever, but I, I liked relationship between Joe and Evie. I thought there were some nice moments. I didn't like the dog thing and I forgot to tell you about that. Sorry. Um, but uh, aside from that, I mean, I, I liked the characters. The thing with the, the lady was, was a little weird, but uh, the idea that, I think it's kind of interesting, the idea that there's that they're prepper, well, that he's a prepper because you would think that we would kind of find more of them in the apocalypse. And they don't really usually touch on that. I don't know. I thought it was a quirky episode. I didn't mind it. It wasn't the best, but it was pretty good for walk, the way Walking Dead's been, I thought. I don't know. And I liked that it yeah. was like a one and done. So I, my main feeling is why does the show exist? The episode, I like Terry Crews a lot. I think Terry yeah. Crews is a really well, good presence on screen. Mom was good, and I honestly I was not really familiar with her. Like I've heard of Olivia Munn, I don't really think I've ever seen her in a show before. I knew her. They were like on entertainment shows, like journalists on entertainment shows. Yeah, they were both fine. But look, I like Terry Crews, and it was nice to see. And I actually watched Fear the Walking Dead last, uh, Talking Dead last week, and Terry Crews was on it, and he's an enthusiastic fan of the show. 
and I and I like him as a screen presence, and I I enjoyed having a Terry Crews episode. Um, did this need to exist? No. Like I was hoping Tales of Walking Dead might give me a little bit of insight into the Walking Dead universe, like, but we didn't, we didn't. I think it didn't really it's add just a way. I think it's just a way for them to do one-off stories in different stories. Because I will tell you, I know, the second but... episode is very, very, very different from anything Walking Dead you've seen. And I, I know, I, like I know, it. I know. I've read about it. I know. I, I just feel like so that this episode that we watched, um, I felt like it didn't really add anything to my. It, it wasn't anything new, so whatever. I, I like agree. as you I said, I needed to see. I, I but as you like say, Janie, thing, as you said, as you said, Janie, like there were a couple preppers, and we haven't really ever seen preppers on Walking Dead. And was there something to be added by seeing preppers and how they adapted? No, actually, it didn't really add anything to my understanding of the universe. There was no advantage to being a prepper. And also what we saw. They, they could have stayed in that. And that you need your prepper. Yeah. Um, I also so I, I was very. Point, I was. Sorry, go ahead. I was very, very, very extremely, totally disappointed that at the end of the episode, oh, guess what? It's another crazy person. Like, walk, the Walking Dead writers have yeah. no ability to write any kind of conflict other than a person who has gone insane, that, who's a serial killer. She's basically a serial killer, right? And I was like, are you shitting me, Walking Dead? How many times have we seen them follow a radio signal, follow an internet signal, follow the sun on the road, and it's a nut job at the end of it? I was so pissed. I was so disappointed. Yeah, I agree with that. What I thought was, was weird is the fact that they now have another place that is, like, docked with stuff, and they leave. I'm not sure that that right. leaving was Three places. idea, but I guess the point is supposed to be, at least her point, is that holding up in a place like that, that like he wasn't living because he was just there by himself. But now you have somebody else. Why would you not go back? You have like food that will last you a long time. That part was a little. They have three. Yeah. They have three, actually. Total prepper houses. Well, I don't and know there was that exactly a prepper, but they have his place in the new place, yes. Um, well, she was more prepped than we are. But there's that point yeah. with, <laughs> with um, there's that point with the the woman who he met online. You should be scared. Um, where she talks about being alone, and then people started knocking on the door, and she wouldn't let them in, and then they were crazy. And then there's the part where Olivia Munn says, "Well, you should let people in, or whatever." Why don't they go back to a pre- – let's go to our proper house and invite people in, right? Like, it makes no sense that you would not take – or at least loot the supplies. They don't even, like, take the supplies. And I'm like, let's get a whole backpack full of food before we leave here. It it makes no sense. I know. You're right. The goat was cute, though. The goat was Irrelevant. cute. I just, I just don't feel like this episode – okay, so I don't yeah, expect I it to add to – It didn't add to the I don't quality. Ex- um, but – and maybe it shouldn't, Jamie, right? Maybe it shouldn't add to the mythology, but it didn't add to the emotional or the existential kind of stuff we, we've seen on this show either, right? Like, what more was there to be explored that we haven't seen already? Nothing, yeah. really, um, right? I mean, to be fair, they only had, like, 40 minutes or whatever to, to explore it. But, yeah, I feel like I know, there but, wasn't but, really 
any, I didn't really get anything out of it. Like it was good and I enjoyed it, but it didn't, it didn't have great impact. How's that? From what, from what I have read, from what I've read, other episodes might have a more um, new or distinct approach to the story. This was pretty mm-hmm. one of the mill. Like that could have been Daryl Dixon yeah. on a bike, right? Yeah. Like, there was nothing yeah, really. But I, I did really like Terry Crews, and I liked Olivia Munn, yeah, I and I just felt like, oh my god, she's she's got all this makeup on, like Baby Jane, and she's all crazy in a nut job, and we're, like we've seen, like I've seen this yeah. on yeah, every show. Yeah. I've seen this like ten times on Walking Dead, right? Yeah. Well, I think. Like I said, I think it's just a way they can do different things, but it wasn't that different, which was maybe the why it's a little confusing. I don't know. The next one's different. Third one I know, and, and it's not a spo- I mean, it's been out. It's not a spoiler, but because we were talking yeah, about I this know before. That, I know with Alpha, yeah. which I have not seen yet. Um, what, I'm looking forward to seeing that one. I do want to see that. But, um, yeah, I don't know that there was anything profound in this one, I guess. was more, like, it was a little quirky, but it wasn't. It could have been it's nothing episode. new. It didn't. Know, it could have been a regular. It episode. didn't need to I happen. Guess. It didn't need to exist. Right. I was just trying to make my eyeballs look at advertisements. Yeah. But yeah. for what it was, it was okay. So yeah. Yeah. Fair um, enough. All right. Yeah. Um, I was okay. going to say though, but for the life of me, remember what it was. Oh well, I don't know. I'll probably think of it after I hang up. Um, All right. Like I. Next one is, is definitely, oh, I know what I was going to say, because I thought this was funny. I um, It's in the transcript on the, uh, the round table with Terry Crews, but um, apparently he was telling us, because somebody asked, I guess he said about it in interviews, which I don't know, because I hadn't read the interviews, but you, like you said, he was a big fan of The Walking Dead. Well, he, he likes, I guess, is a big fan of Carol, too. And apparently he got a message when he got the part from, Melissa uh, McBride congratulating him, and he was like all happy. And then when he talked to her at Comic Con, he found out it wasn't her. Yeah. <laughs> it was somebody like a catfish. Which is like so funny. Catfish, like Joe was catfish. Um, oh, so poor guy. Yeah, I know. That's she really funny. Thought he, got he said she was real. I think it was a Comic Con. He said that she was real nice, but that she didn't send it. So that was kind of funny. But. Yeah. But hey, he's met her now. That's funny. So but uh, he seemed to, to be happy that he was in it, and then how he's a big fan, so that's cool. Cool. All right. We'll have another one up okay. next week for that. Yeah. I, I think, is that it? I think that's it. I think that's I think it. Think that's it. I've, I've seen or screeners. Um, the only thing I will say is that one thing I saw that, that's out, you guys can see, that's really I like. Although, I mean, it's, you have to kind of like that kind of movie. But I saw um, Fall because I didn't. I talked to the director when I put that up today. I'm sure you've what? seen previews of it. They had a they had a trailer during. Uh, I think it was Doctor Strange. I saw the trailer for it, where they climb up a uh, radio tower and they get stuck up there. No, anyway, no idea. It was I'm pretty sure it was Doctor Strange. I saw the trailer because that's like the only movie I went to see before Thor. It was either Doctor Strange or Thor because it's all I went to see in the theater. But what anyway, is this movie called? Um, Fall. Fall? The, um, like fall? Yeah. Fall. F-A-L-L. 
of fall. Yeah. Not familiar. Um, the guy that directed right. it made um, Final Shot. I don't know if you've seen that. That's on Netflix with um, Marvel Guy. What the hell is his name? I can't think of his name. But he plays Drax. Anyway, he directed that movie too, which was a good movie. But um, Batista, anyway, yeah. I, I liked it. It was it was crazy, mm-hmm. and the interview is good too because he talks about how they filmed it up on a mountain and actually filmed two thousand feet up, and so yeah. But anyway, okay. I just want to mention that just in the theater. It's it's a regular movie in the theater. Okay, well, have a good night, guys. Um, next week hey, we have She Hulk. So because yeah, that's in a few days. We have She Hulk. Oh my God! Yeah, we got some. Luckily, um, some stuff is over. All right. Yep. Talk okay. Next week. Have a good night. Girl. Sorry that I kind of. All right. Good night, Jamie. Nope, no long night. Problem. Okay. Good night. Okay. Good night. Bye. All right. Whoops. I'm trying to hang up. Good night. <laughs> All right. American Horror Stories. Ugh. Wow. Um, oh. Yeesh. Yeah. Two terrible episodes, right? I thought they were both terrible. Did you hate them both? Oh, yeah. Um, last week's episode, um, the only, I mean, the, the highlight of it was Bella Thorne was in it. Um, other than that, yeah. the story was... I mean, I, I thought it was kind of... It, I, 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 the only thing I found kind of interesting was it just felt like they basically took the urban legend um, of of somebody looking like a crazy person behind you trying to tell you somebody that's in your back seat, um, that urban legend, and flipped it on its ear to find out that she was actually the killer. And that there was somebody in his, her back seat because she put him there. Yeah, Otherwise, it was, it was just... a little bit there. It, it was just, yeah... Not uh, yeah. not really an episode to write home about. I thought it was really bad. I thought there was this part of it where they were, like, in the beginning, they were sort of, so Bella Thorne's in it, right? And, and she's, she's, she's getting a lot of press for being on OnlyFans, right, the last couple of years. And I felt like there was a part of it where they were, you know, the other characters were condemning her for being, like, you know, her friend Her friend actually says to her, like, well, yeah, for being promiscuous. And her friend actually says to her, like, you're a freak. And you should... at first they're like, it's dangerous, be careful. And later there's this part where the husband is, like, you know, not into the open marriage. And then later it's like her friend is like, you're crazy. And it's it just like she gets more and more condemned. It gets more and more dangerous. And I felt like, oh, this is sort of like retrograde, like the way this woman is being condemned, and then it turns out, you know, they, whatever. But, so I didn't like any of that part of it. I I didn't like the, you know, at the end, so the very end of it, where it's turned on its head and she's the actual killer, then there's this extra added, like, five minutes of gratuitous violence, which, you know, I've got a problem with that on a lot of shows, and this show, where, like, it turns out she's sort of a run-of-the-mill serial killer, and it wasn't very graphic. Like, you know, when she injures him, it's not squirting blood or whatever. It's not. But I just felt like there was nothing really added in those last five minutes where she, she like, you know, tortures this guy, turns out the husband's in on it, and then nothing really 
sometimes on American Horror Stories, they get a comeuppance at the end, which didn't mm-hmm. happen. So nothing really right. that made it sort of a like a boring. The twist wasn't enough to make it a good story. At the end, there's no comeuppance. There's no yeah. retaliation. There's no, and also like American Horror Story is at its best when it plays a little bit with the occult or the other world or supernatural, like straight up, I don't know, straight up serial killer stuff to me doesn't work as well on this show as some of the weirdness does, right? Yeah. I I think it was kind of funny, though, when she's torturing him and she's like, wait, this is all wrong. She's like, it's always been wrong. And like she has this this epiphany that she needs to include him. And she's like, and she, and she, she takes the machete and sticks it in his head and goes, don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. That I was actually kind of funny. cracked up at that part because that was just funny. That was funny. But yeah. It was, yeah. Like, it didn't really, then, like, nothing really twist. It went on for, like, ten minutes longer than it needed to, probably, right? It wasn't that long of an episode. At least it I know, I'm just like saying at the end, once it's revealed that she's the killer, it didn't get yeah. any more interesting. Right? Like, she's the killer, and then, like, blah, blah, blah. She's cutting him. She's going to torture him. She's going to kill him. The husband's in on it. What a big surprise. And then nothing really, yeah. It didn't really. No. It was not good, right? It wasn't that interesting. It wasn't that, yeah. No. Um, And then this week's episode, let me tell you. I, five seconds into this one, I was like, what the hell are we watching? The prostitute with the yeah, it was what the hell did I, I I called it I I small see what I called it whatever, um, yeah oh the healing I called I called it the healing pus the healing pus <laughs> yeah it was gross right I thought that was gratuitous also in the sense that it it was there for shock value like, let's have this guy lick the pus because yeah. it would be gross right. And then she like puts it on her fingers, thing. and she's like, she's like, lick my fingers, and I'm like, oh, I can't even watch this. I'm like, this is disgusting. Right? Yeah, it was like I can handle story. a lot. Was, yeah. I can handle a lot, but that was, that was just, uh, I don't know what that was. You can handle a lot if it makes any sense, but that was just I, gross yeah. for the sake of being gross, yeah. right? Yeah. And the whole, the whole entire story. It was a mess. It was a total mess. Like, there was this element of, okay, we're in colonial times, and so men are going to be horrible to women because that happens in every colonial story. And are they witches? Are they not witches? This and that. And the, I felt when they – so Celeste is the woman who's the prostitute, right? And then later right. this other character comes in who's – I forget her name, the woman who's like the – this was basically man of science, man of faith, right? Um, yeah. And the character comes in who's the character of science. I thought that she was a little too – her dialogue was bad. She was very modern in the way she spoke, right? Mm. She was just a little too – she was a little too enlightened. And then the men are all, like, it was just bad. It was also just about, like, let's show people with oozing pus and let's show, like, what was the point of that? It wasn't even really scary, right? And then there's this creepy kid. The kid is creepy. Yeah. For no real reason until the end they're like, whatever, you're the child of a prostitute. That makes him creepy because his mother's a prostitute. That was kind of not cool. 
And then she wasn't he, a prostitute when he, she gave birth. No, <laughs> she, she became a prostitute right? after she he lost her. Prostitute. Yeah, because he was a jerk. You're right. Um, that, now, here's he my question. For no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, I saw I saw the twist. It's funny when she was telling the story about her husband and how he left her and took the child. I mm-hmm. immediately was like, it's got to be Cody. It's got to be Cody Fern. But then I was like, wait, but it yeah, can't be Cody Fern. Unless, but how did they not see each other in the church when she was cast out and he like stood up for her and was like, my, you know, we're not going to do this on my wife's funeral day. You know what I mean? Like, how did they not see each other to begin with? I mean, maybe he saw her, which is why he stood right. up for her. But how did she not see him? He's sitting right there in the front pew. I know, right? And so the whole town to... seems to have like only yeah. 100 people in it, right? Yeah. Yeah, if that. Um, yeah, but, you know, I, I kind of actually, it's funny, I actually felt bad for Celeste at one point um, when the, I did. the the scientist, when, when, well, I'll tell you why I felt bad for her, because she thought she was special and everything. She's like, my pus heals people. She's like, I was chosen. And then the other chick, she's like, no. You have cowpox, and clearly the people are getting healed because cowpox, there's something in cowpox that cu- that cures smallpox, which made which her totally not true, special anymore. Way, and she yeah. actually says at one point, like, why can't I be special too, right? I think she says that. Right. And really yeah, and that's, yeah, and that's, and I, um, and I actually felt bad for her because she looked, she says, no, 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 it's, it's not. I'm special. You know, like, I felt bad for her because, like, you know, she's thinking she's, you know, special this whole life, and I'm sure she's special in her own right, but, you know, like, she felt, you know, like, her, her, you could see her self-confidence just flow out of her, like, you could just see her entire color drain from her, and, you know, I I was was like, aw, I was like, she's not special no more. (laughs) I know, right? That's one of the better parts, because so much of the rest of it, and then, but yeah, but but then the the kid to kill, you know, and the kid's spying the whole time, so he, everything he, he's hearing bits and pieces of things. So he thinks he knows the answer to everything, and he thinks the the priest walks on water, you know. So he goes and kills yeah. Celeste at the end and eats her heart because he thinks that it's going to keep him safe. Meanwhile, he's already protected yeah, but- because the 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 other woman made him drink the bloody milk. Yeah, and so I don't think this episode did a good job of showing how the child was under the pastor's thrall. Like, he was in church a couple of times, and he's like, oh, pastor says, like, we're going to – but it didn't show the way – I think they did not do an adequate job of showing how this pastor, like, has a grip on people and makes them believe this or whatever, right? Um, yeah. Like, the kid – they show the kid creeping in windows, looking in windows all the time which would make me think the kid was actually more knowledgeable and less influenced. And yet all the, at the end, he's so like, it just didn't make sense to me that he, I don't know, like the creepy kid, was, uh, the whole thing was, it was a mess. It was not, it was not, it, was bad. Maybe it wasn't that scary. It was bad. It was not scary. Well, you know, it's funny too, actually. Um, Artie said that he's like, he goes, he goes, <laughs> he goes this isn't scary. I said, what are you talking about? This is terrifying. <laughs> like, look at what's on the screen. <laughs> Terrifyingly bad, <laughs> but... Yeah, I mean, uh, but I meant, because 90% of the scenes was her shooting pus across the room. 
Yeah, that was terrifying. Okay, that was disgusting and terrifying, yes. But it wasn't a scary episode. I wasn't like, who's the kid? Yeah. Like, basically, this was just, both these episodes were just people killing each other. Not really any kind yeah. of... I mean, to well, be fair, like I said to Artie, actually, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be scary to be a horror story, necessarily, you know? Like, I mean, yeah. uh, like I brought up last season, the uh, the Christmas episode with, with the bro house. Right, yeah. That, that wasn't scary. I mean. But it was definitely a horror show. <laughs> right. I mean, was it good? Actually, in retrospect, it was maybe one of the better ones. Like, I think... You know, looking back compared to these two, was. it's good that you bring that up because I think that these, um, you know, American Horror Stories, the anthology, has not always really. You and I have not always really felt it was great, right? Um, I think some of these one-offs. I'm trying to think of one-offs that were great, and they weren't all. Um, and when we look yeah, at this like, season, last, when we, so far this season's lacking. Yeah, right? I mean, we've got four last episodes. Last season was definitely better. It was really... Last I mean, was way the, doll ha- the dollhouse one, the only saving grace was finding out that it was Spalding that was a kid. Right, that was right. Although that it, was at least you know, a little it, creepy, mostly because of women dresses. Doll, yeah, that was... Right? Yeah, was well, yeah, of course it was creepy. creepy. They used a clown. Right, there was a clown in it. Um, but... And so the... um. The second episode where they, their ring camera is, like, showing them shit, at least there was an element of supernatural in that. Yeah. Which, it wasn't super scary, but, you know, we expect supernatural out of this show. But these two yeah. were very, very weak. Very weak episodes this week. For these last two weeks. Not at all good. That's all I can say. Not at all good. Nope. Not at all good. Very, very not good. Um, they were both a mess. They were both boring. They were both disgusting. Yeah. They were both violent for no well, reason. In a, few, in, a, in a few weeks, we'll have the real American Horror Story. Which should be better. I think this show has not done a good job of being an anthology, right? And I think that a longer, they need, they're better when they have more episodes. Yeah. So, Whatever. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some good ones at some point. And maybe some people like them. I hope them. so. Maybe. But just because we hated these two, maybe people love it. Who knows? All right. I thought that, I'm, so we're back I'm next looking week. right now, but I guess... Go ahead. I guess I was, I guess I was wrong. I thought... Um, I thought there was a no, premiere no, date for season 11. For season 11, but I... I no, think it's I'm not going to come until this is over, probably, right? I... Yeah, but I thought it started in September. Maybe you saw that somewhere. Who knows? Possible. MDiv is showing October 17th. All right, well, it's possible. Not definite. Anyway. All right. So um, next week we will be adding She-Hulk. Can't wait. All which right. is on Thursday. We'll be losing which, Westworld. You know that, right? The, it's, it's on, on Thursday, Thursday, not Wednesday. Yes, oh, they no, pushed it back that. one day. Thursday. Yep, they pushed they pushed it back one day because it's nine episodes and Andor is 
premieres uh, September 30th, 29th. Andor premieres on a, on a Wednesday, and they don't want to double them up. So they moved She-Hulk to Thursday. So they moved, they moved the show. So it's going to be on Thursday. It's interesting. I'm yeah. excited to watch it. So, All right. So, so here's, but here's the question. I have a question about Locking Key and Sandman. Uh, yeah. Now that we got, now that Paper Girls is over and we got rid of Westworld, do we want to do three and three of each of them? Because if we do three and well, three, get- then that means what? Well, I mean, given that those shows have already dropped and are available to stream in their entirety, it's not a bad idea for us to cover them and get them over with, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. That would, that would mean that would, we'd ha- we, would, we would have them both finished in two weeks. Right. That'll bring get it to them off schedule. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. I'm, I'm okay with that. All right. Although, I only have Me one too. more week of podcasts. I'm going to be away the week of the August 30th podcast I can't make. That might leave you on your own to. Yes, that's we'll exactly, exactly that. what that would mean. Yeah, so maybe we'll let them go. We we talk about that offline, I guess. Yeah, we'll talk about that later then. All right, we'll figure it out. Okay. All right. Hear that, people? You won't know what we're going to do next week until you hear us. That's right. <laughs> Keep you on your toes, people. Have a great week, Karen. Have you a great too. week, people out there in podcast land and. Uh, We'll do it again next week. Sleep tight, everyone. Good night. Bye.